0: Welcome, welcome, one and all, (laughs) welcome to Feature Flashback, a podcast created by myself, Colin Spalton, and my lovely co-host, Jacob Sanger, and if I sound indecisive on the title, it's because we
1: settled on it about 5 minutes ago <laughs> in this very room. Hope everyone likes it. It's going to stick together stick, stick that way for the next 10 years. Yes. <laughs> we got to hold on to it. But the premise of this podcast,
0: which I know you're thinking, another film podcast, <gasps> another, another podcast made by made by two schlubs. Yeah. But let me tell you, this podcast is different. Mm-hmm. Every week we are going to flashback 10 years. Every weekend we're going to look at the films that came out 10 years ago that very same weekend and you know if all goes i guess if all goes well in life you know in 10 years we'll be talking about the movies that just came out this weekend
2: mm-hmm.
0: our very last episode will be us talking about uh you know last week's uh, Sonic 2
1: <laughs> and uh, Michael Bay's Ambulance you know hopefully Amen. we'll have a lot to say <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's Which good. I'm. Sa- remember this in ten years. That'll still be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely gonna be
0: the movie that like film students have the poster of. Oh in their yeah. Room. Yeah, for sure. It'll
1: be that. Like Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Pulp know. Fiction. Definitely Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you can't miss on Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I already have the poster. A little. Uh, oh, you got one. Postcard sized one. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging next to my <laughs> was that, was vanity. Was that from South by? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I went to South By, guys. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, you get to
0: see a lot of shit South By. Yeah, it was
1: pretty freaking cool. Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, so you might also be asking, why 10 years? Why not, you know, every single anniversary? Well, the key to this sort of premise that uh, when I first thought of it is that 10 years is a very interesting amount of time Mm -hmm. because I feel like when you get to 15 or 20 years, like the 15 or 20 anniversaries, that's when people start kind of like – getting super nostalgic for things and they start kind of start to reevaluate things like i mean look at the like the prequels yeah like for real i mean 10 years like 10 years after they came out people were still you know hating those and now everyone
1: thinks they're the greatest thing ever made yeah it's totally turned around it's because it's probably because if i can Mm -hmm. put on my uh doctor's (laughs) hat for a moment because jacob uh, is in fact a doctor (laughs) (laughs) please dr singer was my father Because a lot of the people that are our age were, like, mm-hmm. really young watching those movies. And yeah. it's, like, it's harder to be critical when you're five years mm-hmm. old. but And all you see is lightsaber and <laughs> <laughs> alien. But, I mean, we're, we're
0: young people, too, as yeah, so, well. True. Like, you know, Phantom Menace came out before either of us were born. Yeah. So, I mean, we still saw those when we were very young. First Star Wars movie I ever watched was Phantom Menace. I rented it from Blockbuster. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think that kind of points to how... We're in an interesting kind of spot in the yeah. generation chart. I think we're exactly right in between uh, the millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. We're in a
1: weird gray area. I feel. I think. Uh, I think it was the the men who went to fight in the trenches <laughs> who are called the forgotten generation. Yeah. But I think that's us. <laughs> that also, us. weirdly, both coming of age in the 2010s and the 1910s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> 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 we might have some Hemingways and they Picassos a, among us. We got a
0: pandemic coming yeah. out of. We got you know possibly a
1: world war. Yeah, we'll know in ten years. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> but the key, I think, especially with us talking about it, why mm. us? Because yes, we were we were both born 1999, later 1999. You mm-hmm. know, SpongeBob is older than us. Oh wow, yeah, just older. <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob and the Phantom Menace. Yeah, but uh, we. So when we flashback ten years, that's when we were. 12, mm-hmm. growing up in 2012, so we were in middle school when these movies came out, and I think it'll be very interesting now to look back, because if you have someone who's 50, looking back when they're 40, is probably not going to be as much of much of a change in their,
1: yeah. their outlook on life, but, yeah.
0: you know, 12 to 22
1: is <laughs> quite a jump. Yeah, and 12 is also, like, a really impressionable mm-hmm. time, like, especially for, you know, people figuring out that they really like movies i feel like Mm -hmm. that's when you really start to discover like the stuff that it's not just like what you grew up watching it's you're finding Mm -hmm. your own interests and everything
2: yeah
0: and especially when this idea first first came to me i realized like 2012 2013 that's when i really started paying attention to movies Mm -hmm. i think by like summer 2013 or even like early 2013 i was seeing like Every movie,
1: yeah. I was sneaking into
0: every R rated
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go, I, w- <laughs> I w- had an f- o- older friend, and if he bought mm-hmm. the tickets, they just wouldn't bat an eye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout <Yeah>. out Javi, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, all right. So, so I guess first, do we want to? I think we should start off, we should talk first about like movies that just came out because 10 years from now, yeah, I'm curious, like, if we met. Ma- If we make it 10 years from now and look back, we can have our opinions recorded on on the movies coming out. Oh, yeah. I don't think the weekends perfectly line up, but we just had uh, Sonic 2 Mm -hmm. and the Michael Bay movie Ambulance Mm -hmm. come out and flop. (laughs) Um But yeah, I
1: know you saw Sonic too, right? I did see Sonic the Hedgehog well, 2. What, what are
0: your what are your <laughs> what was your
1: thoughts? Um Well let me preface by saying that I did I, I famously said beforehand, <laughs> I was like, I will not fall asleep during this movie. And so I did take a little patented uh, Jacob Sanger micro nap <laughs> during the movie. But the the, the thing, I almost wish I would have just like zonked into full REM <laughs> because I kept like waking up mm-hmm. and then being oh, like, the Yeah, and you're like, okay, I think I got it. And then you start to doze off again. <laughs> but anyway, before all that, I actually was having a good time. Like mm-hmm. there's, because um, I saw the first one, I think like on Valentine's, like right before <laughs> COVID hit. Oh, yeah, that came out on Valentine's. <laughs> yeah. Day. And, um, and uh, and that was also, like, kind of a surprise. And I feel like I can confidently say, I'm trying to think now to make sure I'm not shooting myself in the foot, but I feel like they're kind of the ten, best video hey, game ten, movies. Ten years, ago, ten years later, <laughs> you is going to be looking down. I know. Like, I think they're kind of the best video game adaptations, which isn't mm-hmm. saying much, as everyone knows, but, like, they are coherent and, mm-hmm. like, they kind of follow that formula. Uh, but that's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing of, like, you know... Mm-hmm. Funny character meets live action man, <laughs> and then they go on an adventure together. But, like, it's not bad, and like Sonic is likable, and uh, mm. Jim Carrey as Eggman is really good, <laughs> and uh, and he got to shine in this movie because he mm-hmm. in, in two because he was full crazy mode from the yeah, first, yeah, he goes movie. bald, now, yeah, right? and <laughs> giant mustache, but yeah, I would say, uh, if you're listening in 2032, uh, maybe check out Sonic the Hedgehog too. But watch the first one first or you're going to be confused. Oh, God. I actually, yeah. I will say, I, I definitely expected, I was like, they're not going to expect anyone to see the first Sonic. They're going to start this with like a recap and like uh previously mm-hmm. on. And the, I shit you not, The oh, are we going to curse on this thing? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, um, the very first words in the sonic the hedgehog 2 movie are mushroom planet <laughs> and you, and, it, and you appear yeah. on the mushroom planet and i was like okay like if you didn't see the first one you're just going yeah. right in
0: yeah i did not see the first one um my girlfriend is a big big fan of mm-hmm. sonic like the games and everything she saw the first one with a friend and she, I don't even think she, she didn't say she liked it that much, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. She just got like, she's been super hyped for for Sonic 2. Uh-huh. She did, she was talking to me about seeing it last weekend, but I think, because it's, it's her birthday today, happy day birthday. of filming, but I think this weekend yeah. we may see Sonic 2. Sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: Next episode you can say what yeah, you thought about it. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to.
0: Because <laughs> uh, I know the first one looked extremely similar to that movie, Hop. Yeah. Like, down to James Marsden <laughs> driving uh-huh.
1: around with the CGI character. Does the second one get further away from that? For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one, actually, the main, like, structure of it is mm-hmm. kind of James Marsden is, like, kind of stuffed off doing his own mm-hmm. thing. And Sonic and, and friends are, like, off doing their mm-hmm. own adventure. Like, without spoiling anything... Uh, I guess I don't get <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, they. I feel like they're because they're they're definitely gonna try to do a third one, and mm-hmm. I think they've they're making good money. Oh um, yeah, Sonic Two
0: is like almost double like the highest grossing like opening weekend for a video game movie. Oh my god, it, t-
1: it almost double the first one. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely working. Each step is closer to a mm-hmm. full CG cast because like oh, good. this movie has a lot of. Of Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic just hanging out together, and then there's a mystery reveal. Oh my god! Of a new character who I think will be a big deal in the next one. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, that's that's So So Sonic two. Yeah. And then what a film I saw this weekend. I I saw again. Uh-huh. I saw Apollo Ten and a Half, a space oh, yeah. age childhood. I'd like to give that a little little cred.
1: Yeah. You saw that at South by right? I did at the Paramount Theater. Mm-hmm. You lucky bastard, <laughs> with Mr. Linklater in mm-hmm. attendance. This what this isn't a traditional
0: movie. It's almost like his version of this. Feels like a filmed version of a memoir. It's very yeah. much like like probably an hour of this movie is dedicated to just like specific people and specific places in the in Houston in the '60s.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good way to put it. The memoir is it actually like uh, the kid's name isn't Richard Linklater, yeah. but like <laughs> it is based on his life, like.
0: Mm-hmm. When I went to, because I saw it for the first time at Austin Film Society and he did a and a after, or he mm-hmm. also introduced the movie and he said, like, you know, uh, pretty much everything you're going to see is true. Even the fantasy. The fantasy happened. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> its, uh, cause I think, yeah, there's some details kind of fudged. Like, Richard Link, like, he only lived, he said he only lived in, like, that area of Houston for, like, two years, mm. but it was around the time that Apollo landed. Yeah. So it's, like, a lot of details kind of simplified. For the movie, I just really loved just like every every little detail felt so specific and unique to that time. But I still related to it, which mm-hmm. is so weird because, you know, he's growing up at this time in 1969, and we <laughs> were probably growing yeah. up in you know, at the same period of our lives in like 2009. Yeah, and there were still things that like I related to completely.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool how that works. It's almost like um the Sandlot, mm-hmm. where it's like. It really feels like childhood, even though it's yeah. 50 years detached from mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and especially
0: like the animation, mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I really I It was like it was way funnier than I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know what I was expecting, but mm-hmm. I was laughing my little yeah. took us off. <laughs> 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 it was fun. But before we move on to the the
0: topic at hand, I, we we gotta talk about everything everywhere. Yes. That, oh my gosh. Yeah, you saw that South by. Uh-huh. I saw it uh, this past. Friday, so I'd had a at a noon showing <laughs> and there was uh, two other couples in the theater, <laughs> or there was a group of two girls there, I was there with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an older couple in the way back, <laughs> and I remember when I'd bought when I bought the tickets, those were the only two seats, it was the old couple in the back uh-huh. and I told you this before, starting, but um, throughout during the movie <laughs> there's a lot of weird shit in that yeah. movie a out there but then during a, a pivotal scene involving uh, rocks, <laughs> a very emotional moment yeah. that nearly made me cry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the old couple walked out. <laughs> and they seemed kind of angrily, angrily walking out. Yeah, <laughs> it was like there'd been some weird shit at that point, and they were near the end. Like they've had, they just yeah. couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm thinking back to like some of the stuff that happens before mm-hmm. then, and I'm like, wow, they hacked it through that, <laughs> but not. That, yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And not to put my brother on blast, but he watched it recently and he mm-hmm. really, really liked it. And he mm-hmm. he said that scene actually did make him cry. And then I was thinking yeah. about your story. That was so funny mm-hmm. that it affects people differently. <laughs> um, the norms. Yeah. <laughs> the squares, yeah. bro. Uh,
0: I thought we were seeing the Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I also saw that at South by. Actually. Oh, yeah. you saw Lost City. Yeah. yeah. But it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. No everything um, everywhere. Yeah, it definitely was no everything everywhere. That was the first thing I saw at South mm, by the first night. night yeah. yeah. So and it did not disappoint. Like I I sat I had ended up having to sit in the bleachers because with mm-hmm. Peace and Love, uh Michelle Yo reserved like five rows. <laughs> but that's okay. She's Michelle Yo. She's a queen. She can do it. And, and honestly, it probably wasn't even just her. It, but all the reserved signs said, yo, for some reason. <laughs> so it might have just been, like, the whole ca- the whole crew. Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of them were there. And anyways, I watched the movie. And it was like a. It's. I, I really, really want to see it again. But I've just I been so busy. Again. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to go since it's been out, like, for real. Mm-hmm. But um, it was like a perfect Jacob movie. Cause, like, <laughs> I it's, was, true, <laughs> like, it's true. I always tell people – I feel like it's a cop-out answer. But when people ask me, like, what kind of movies I like, I always mm-hmm. say – I like movies with a little bit of everything like, um, a little, uh, everything every, everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All at once perhaps. <laughs> and, uh, like, cause like some of my favorite movies are like Lord of the Rings and the princess bride and Hunt for the wilder people. And these are all movies that have like comedy, but also a lot of heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's such a big story that it's able to have these little character moments and these massive action moments. Mm-hmm. And there's romance and drama and there's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so i I don't know i just love stories that feel like they really take you through everything and Mm. um and most importantly have a lot of heart which is like all three of those and of course everything everywhere even the trailer gave me goosebumps like i was like I it's so good yeah i was like i know this movie is gonna rock and Mm. sure enough it did
0: yeah the key thing that you said about uh everything everywhere is the heart yeah uh, like the emotional kind of core of that movie like Works so well and just uh-huh. hits so hard like yeah. that, like that climax which it, it does feel like it's a very long climax but it's uh-huh. like an emotional roller coaster the action amazing completely incredible yeah i oh my god i hope that if you listen to this in 10 years key is it key Hugh Quan?
1: something I, like that i always apologies to, yeah, to yeah.
0: him uh but i remember after you saw it you told me about that He's freaking short round. Yeah, I, I just figured that he just like vanished off the face of the earth, and uh-huh. he shows up in this, and he was incredible.
1: Yeah, he's I loved like him. Michelle is amazing, but I think mm-hmm. he was my favorite part. Like yeah. he in the character he plays is just so mm-hmm. like earnest and sweet, and like oh, it's amazing. And then mm-hmm. he like has a couple action scenes where he like absolutely oh, yeah that kicks first ass. action scene with him with the uh, like a uh, fanny pack uh-huh. that was incredible. It's so good. <laughs> And he, like, he's not just, like, one note either because yeah. he, like... He's doing so much in that Yeah. Movie. And he... This, this
0: is not like a, oh, I've been retired for 20 years. Yeah. Like getting getting your groove back. This is like a, I have been building up
1: uh-huh. my, <laughs> my acting chops for this one role. Yeah. So I really hope he's in more stuff yeah. now because he was amazing. But, yeah, that's why I said it's a perfect Jacob movie because, mm-hmm. like, it's got laughs, it's got heart, it's got um, romance even, Um, and, and also I'm a huge fan of, of, uh, Asian action movies, but especially like Hong Kong action. Mm -hmm. And so to have that on top of it and it's like sci-fi, I was like, this is insane. Mm -hmm. It kind of feels like a live action, like Lego movie. (laughs) It it honestly does. That makes sense. Like,
0: especially with just like the way, um like when the, the daughter is walking by and, like, touching people and they're, like, popping in the confetti. Yeah. Like, uh, the way everyone moves, like, feels yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I want to ask about Everything Everywhere is, um, so it is, as of this taping, it is currently the highest rated movie of all time on Letterboxd. Wow. D- would you put it there? Because I've seen
1: some, there's been some interesting kind of debate about the I would not, but I also have this weird thing where, like, like I know some people obviously Colin and I spend a lot of time talking about movies mm-hmm. with each other, but also with like everyone we know. because oh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, we're
0: surrounded by by film
1: nerds. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I I've often had the debate with people where they say, uh, "Oh, you can say that's your favorite movie, but you can't deny mm. that this movie is better." Yeah, and I I get where you're coming from. But I'm like I don't know why I would ever use Letterbox that way. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like yeah. I'm like Nacho Libre five stars. <laughs> we'll get into some of, some of those ratings. Yeah. Like. So yeah, I, I wouldn't put it like the, the top of my list, but it is at the top of my South by list. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Letterboxd.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, feel, I saw there was someone. There's a YouTuber who's who
0: is also on Letterboxd, uh, Cosmonaut, uh, Variety Hour, Cosmonaut yeah. Marcus, I think he goes by. But he had the best review of Everything Everywhere, which is just enjoy this movie before
1: Twitter decides that it's overrated. Yeah. Because that
0: happens with every movie. I now. know.
1: And it's so disheartening because I saw um I saw a tweet about it actually already mm-hmm. that was like it was about that and about No Way Home. And it was mm-hmm. like, does having a multiverse in your movie automatically draw out the most obnoxious <laughs> fan base? And I was like, God damn it. Because I like, was like... People <laughs> are like... Because it's one thing, it's just like people are liking movies. Like, can mm-hmm. we get back to that? Like, Yeah. But yeah, but everything everywhere is just like... I, It's like, it's not based on a comic. It's not mm-hmm. based on a book. It's obviously inspired by a lot of things. Yeah. But like, it's a, you know... It's a totally new thing mm-hmm. that's kicking ass, and I feel like that needs yeah. to be celebrated. Twitter be damned. Yeah,
0: especially because, like, like I think I, I, I wouldn't call it a perfect movie. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I had some issues with, like, I was confused on some of the mechanics, like, of how they were doing, like, the multiverse stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. I was a little confused on what exactly, like, Michelle Yeoh's, her character, what her goal was at some points. Like, I was uh-huh. confused on what she, like, what she was doing to what end? like yeah. or like why she was doing certain things. But just like it's the point of like you know that when you get to the end of that movie and like just the pure emotion yeah and like the cr- just the craft on display. Like yeah. it's so just purely original and so like that ending is so like euphoric. Uh-huh. That those just feel like nitpicks. Yeah.
1: It's one of those movies where you like look at how you get, like, lost in it, but then you think about that somebody actually had to go out and yeah. film this. Oh, my God. I was losing my – I
0: have no idea
1: how they did Yeah. That's the same way I feel with, like, Lord of the Rings where I'm, like, it's such mm. a massive undertaking. That mm. because of the length and then this because of all the different set pieces yeah. and time periods and mm. uh, multiverses or universes and it's like how did like that poor producer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like,
0: all right yes everything everywhere all at once you know hopefully people are still still talking about it in 10 yeah. years i hope so I yeah. re- i'm calling it right now everything everywhere all at once best picture Whoa! michelle yo best actress I don't want to butcher his name, but <laughs> short round yeah. as best uh, best actor or supporting actor. Yeah, and then I don't know
1: if they'll win, but they'll be nominated both the daughter and Jamie Lee Curtis best supporting, and Honestly, James Hong for yeah.
0: supporting. That's what
1: I was gonna say too. Just the cast, like mm-hmm. I tried to go up and ask a question during the Q and A. I based on you know my movie likes, I wanted to ask them as someone who hopes to you know do this mm-hmm. one day. Uh, I wanted to ask them, like, how did you manage all of that and, like, yeah. deliver on every front? How did you keep up with all Yeah, that? but they literally cut the Q&A off at oh. me. I was the last one.
0: Oh, so uh, sad. But I was just in, like... In another universe.
1: Yeah, I did make it, yeah. <laughs> but it was just so crazy, because, like, with the exception of the daughter, who I'm sure is lovely and will be a great star, I was like, I've literally been watching all of these actors mm-hmm. since I was, like, a little kid. I know. It was like And to see them all mm-hmm. in front of me, it was oh, so crazy. Yeah. Daniels for Best Director.
0: Daniels are going to win Best Director, Best Screenplay. It's going to sweep. Yeah. is going to beat Lord of the Rings as uh, most Oscar wins. Now, let's
1: not get crazy. <laughs> it's going to beat Morbius.
0: Oh, no. Okay, Morbius, <laughs> second. Second most. But all right. So that's, you know, that's Sonic 2, uh, Apollo. Apollo 10 and a half, A Space Age Childhood, and everything everywhere all at once. Hopefully, you know, in 10 years, we'll see. We'll see what we think about that. Yeah, but all right, let's look. Let's let's flashback.
1: Let's hop in the machine here.
0: Let's, let's let you know in in some of our favorite movie, Looper.
1: <laughs> uh, we're gonna
0: loop back.
1: <laughs> they say that in that movie. I don't even remember. I haven't, <laughs> I, don't know. I love that movie. I haven't seen uh, yeah. it in a while. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I feel like I watched it like a lot when it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably because I don't know. R. Yeah, and like, it's cool. sweet. <laughs> yeah,
1: he goes. I'm going to send you back in time. <laughs> they sent me back in time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to loop. We're going to flashback to the weekend of April 13th, 2012. Yo. And we're currently filming this on April 14th, 2022. So the movie, the weekend, this came out. Jacob, can you guess? What was number one? Or did I tell you already? I don't think you told me. So the it's weekend a, it's not a movie we watched. It's a movie in its fourth weekend. Oh my a god. A big cultural milestone, especially for our
1: generation. Twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Was it huh. What came out in 2012? Uh, I mean, it was it was Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> the, the indie darling.
0: <laughs> it made, oh my God, it made $800 million. No, it's a movie. It's a, oh, I'll give you a hint. It's a YA film. It is based on- <gasps> The Fault in
1: Our Stars?
0: No, not that. We're not there yet. It is a dystopian-
1: Divergent?
0: No, not yet. Hunger Game. It was the Hunger Game, the single <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Game. Okay, that makes yeah. sense.
1: That was a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. And its second or its fourth weekend, fourth weekend, it made twenty one million dollars. Wow. And domestically had made uh, three hundred thirty six million.
1: Yeah. I remember the Hunger Games hype. I uh, mm-hmm. sped read the first book so I could go see the movie, and mm-hmm. then I didn't see any of the other movies. Oh, the you didn't. <laughs> I seen. Actually, I don't think I've seen them since either. <laughs> uh,
0: do you want to guess what came out in second place in its opening weekend? This is one of the movies we will cover Cabin in the Woods. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Three Stooges. It was the Three Stooges movie. Wow. It geeked out a victory with 17 million its opening weekend wow. in second place. So it was a big hit. Well, we'll get into that. But, and then in third place is Cabin in the Woods, the other new movie of the weekend. Uh-huh. Fourth is fourth is Titanic. Weird. Still, still, you know.
1: On its 20th year.
0: <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that was a, a 3D re-release. Okay. That was the hype. That was the, during yeah. all that. Because they did it with like Jurassic Park, Lion King. Yeah, Phantom Menace. But yeah, it's that. And then American Reunion. Is that an American
1: Pie movie? Yes, the most recent American Pie movie. Really? I thought they just did one on Netflix. Did they? I think so, because I think it had some uh, young honk in it.
0: I think they have. <laughs> Maybe something else. They'd be rebooting everything. Yeah. You know? And then, <laughs> yeah, let me read you the rest of this. Let me see if any of these movies ring a bell. You have Wrath of the Titans.
1: Actually, I saw that, and the, it kind of kicked ass. The
0: sequel to Clash <laughs> of the Titans. I do uh, remember seeing that. Mirror, Mirror.
1: Never saw it. Yeah,
0: uh, that one, which I'm, I'm sad we missed out on that one because we have another Snow White live-action
1: movie coming yeah.
0: up. A little different tone.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> excited for that one because you know I lo- I'll, I'll see mm. just about anything that's fantasy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then we have in uh, in its fifth weekend, 21 Jump Street.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That movie's great. That is a good movie. And then number nine is a new release, but we, we did not... We're not going to be talking about it. It is the Guy Pierce action movie, Lockout. I had to check the title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one's really stood the test of time. It
0: has, yes. It is uh, a man wrongly convicted of conspiracy to commit espionage against the U.S. is offered his freedom if he can rescue the president's daughter from an outer space prison taken over by violent
1: inmates. Okay, that sounds kind of lit, actually.
0: (laughs) I do remember watching this close to when it came out and it not being good. Oh man. It's an interesting weekend. I, as well, was shocked about Three Stooges (laughs) beating Cabin in the Woods. But I think let's get into it. I think first we're going to – let's talk about Cabin in the
1: Woods. Yeah. I was going to say that, actually, I feel like makes sense in hindsight because I feel like Cabin in the Woods was a movie – that people kind of later were like mm-hmm. like oh did you see it? it's actually really awesome yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember did the trailers give away that it was like it was all being set up i don't know i hope not i actually mm-hmm. thought about that when we were watching yeah. it that like i guess did we say we watched these really recently we're not just we reminiscing did, we did watch it we,
0: <laughs> yeah which let's start, let's start off first yeah with cabin in the woods let's go let's we're gonna narrow in on cabin in the woods yeah what is your Memory of it coming out. What's your history with this film?
1: Did you see it when it came out? When did you first see it? When did you hear about it? So I did not see it in theaters, but let's see, in 2012, I think I was in seventh grade. Yeah,
0: seventh grade, I think me too. And so
1: I think the next year, Mm hmm. hmm, No, I think it may have been, I think it might have been that year because Mm -hmm. that was the year that I met my friend Javi Mm -hmm. previously mentioned, who I would go on to see many movies with. And so, I think it came out before we started hanging out, so we didn't go see it together. But then I was at his place with my friends George and Thomas, shout out, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he put it on, and I remember still having those like jitters because at the time I didn't watch like any horror movies, yeah. And then I remember being like super in, like right away, super into um, the premise and like mm-hmm. the kind of send up of the genre because it's like even if you're not someone who's watched a lot of like yeah, these kind of movies the yeah you get it and you've so you've seen enough trailers before
0: exactly movies.
1: and i think actually i can't say for sure but i think that was like the vibe that the trailer gave me was that mm-hmm. it was just going to be another like yeah
0: i think that that's high school what, slasher movie that's probably what they would market it as I yeah feel like you know if you give it to someone who doesn't get the movie they'd be like oh it's a movie about kids in a cabin in the woods Yeah. You know? Let's market it as exactly that.
1: Genius. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, well, I'll I'll I have a story about watching it at hobby's house that we'll uh, get to when we get to the end of the movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> um my history with it. I remember I remember cuz I was not into horror movies at all. I hated horror movies as a kid. Mm. Like I would like I, I would see a trailer and like have nightmares about yeah. it. Yeah. But so I was, you know, very tuned out of horror. But 2012 was when I specifically was getting into a lot of, like, especially people talking about film on YouTube. And I remember specifically Cabin in the Woods showed up in a guy watches, like, top ten of the year. And I was like, what the what, – this dumb horror movie? Mm. And I kind of always kind of associate with that. Like, ah, oh, he just liked, you know, that. But I'd kind of be hearing, like – little inklings of it. I did not know that, you know, it was more of a send up of the genre until a while later. Yeah. And then I did not see this. Movie. I had to check on my letterbox because I saw this movie for the first time in May, 2019. Wow. So that was right after, it was right after we finished our freshman year of college. Yeah. And so I got I think it was just like $5 on iTunes. And I was like, I'd be got, I'd gotten into horror at that point. So I was like, might as well, you know, I think I had seen I'd seen Bad Times of the El Royale at that point, uh-huh. so I liked Drew Goddard.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was him. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What uh, What were your thoughts of this
0: watch? Did it? How did it compare to to what you remembered of it?
1: So I will say I actually have seen it like four or five times at this oh, point. wow. Like, That's I... which It's funny, because I wouldn't even say, like, oh, I love Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do really like it, but I wouldn't be, like, one of my favorite films. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think I watched it the first time with Javi, and then I watched it again with, like, this club in my high school mm-hmm. where we watch movies. And then... And it's because we always started off around Halloween time, and oh, we'd be yeah. like, like, we got to watch a horror movie, and then the club That's would, good. like, die out. So we only really watched <laughs> horror movies. Um, but, um... And then I saw it – I watched it again with my family, good family film. (laughs) Um, And then I think I saw it again with my, like, college roommates and then this time with you. Mm -hmm. And I – it always is a – like, to be honest, I was kind of like, oh, like, I know this movie, like – I, you know, I don't really feel like I need to watch it again kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But, like, as soon as it started, I was like, nah, this movie rules. Like, here we go. Like, I I don't know. I really, really like this movie. Even – I feel like it doesn't quite work as well for me as it originally did because Mm -hmm. now there's, like, a little bit of, like, 2012 cheesiness. Yeah. I can see that. Because it's, like, a a horror slasher parody – not parody, Mm -hmm. but, you know – send up like i feel like it kind of works like that some of the lines are a little goofy
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely like i don't know it kind of adds to a weird charm of it Uh because i guess it kind of gets away with it but it's like oh it's like you know it's making fun of the those kind of lines yeah but i guess even like uh there's like the stoner character yeah some of of his lines are a little like they feel a little a little weird yeah (laughs) and when watching today
1: yeah, I wish I wrote down some of the ones that seemed weird to me, but like I, I really like the stoner character, so I, I forgive. Yeah, he's, he's a good character. Yeah, I forgive whatever he says. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, which, yeah, that character, his, he's played by, I believe his name's Fran Kranz, Fran Cans, one Something of those. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but did you know he directed? He wrote and directed his like feature debut last year. Really? He and it's called. It's called Mass. I haven't seen it, but I've heard amazing things, and apparently, it's like four parents, like. Talking in like a the back room of a church about like like it's basically like a trauma support group.
1: Oh my god. And it's
0: just there the whole time. And I heard it was incredible. Wow. <laughs> but it's like what a what an interesting turn.
1: Yeah. He's a fascinating Hollywood character to me because he the is. only other thing I know he's done is playing the like uh washed up rock star in Die of Wimpy Kid 2 Roderick Rules. Oh
0: my god. He, was <laughs> he in that yeah. in, was that he was he that or Alan was that Alan Tudick?
1: No, it's the guy who goes, um, uh, that Roderick is like, I'm bringing over someone for a uh. a, a business meeting. And his dad's oh, like, yeah. oh, cool. And then that guy comes and he's like, do I smell pot roast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
0: knew, I knew him from, did you ever see the show Dollhouse?
1: With, it, uh...
0: Eli- Eliza Dushku, yeah, the Arnold-, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter from True Lies. Yeah, yeah. That.
1: Please, yes. Refer to her as I know her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know where you know
0: her from. But uh, it was a, it was a good show. It was a Joss Whedon show. Yeah. It was kind of um like after Dollhouse or not after Firefly uh-huh. fell through. That was kind of a follow up show, and it also got kind of that one got two seasons, but it still got kind of mistreated by the network. But I remember liking it a lot, and he was uh like the nerdy like science genius. Uh huh. Oh, so. You, we were talking before about how, like, did the trailers give away, uh-huh. like, uh, the fact that <laughs> it's Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, <laughs> yeah. like, orchestrating this whole thing. Um, but at least I was curious when watching the movie, it felt like some studio header, a screener, no, would be like, oh, what if that's, like, the twist? What, whereas, like, the movie starts off on them, mm-hmm. and it kind of, like... We figure, like, it kind of unfolds interestingly. Like, the first time watching, there's, like, they withhold just enough information to keep it, yeah. like, really interesting. But how, how would you have felt if they just, like, went through the whole movie and then at the very end they, they find the elevator and all this stuff? Yeah.
1: I don't think I would have liked it because that's, mm. like, I feel like part of the fun is yeah. seeing how it's all, like, being manipulated mm-hmm. because I feel like I've seen movies. So for context, my roommates and I watch a lot of shitty horror movies on the uh, streaming service known as Tubi. <laughs> and I feel like a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> ad supported streaming service. And I feel like um, with, the, with some of those movies, like if we make it to the end, sometimes they'll do like a twist. Yeah. And even if it's cool, it's like it wasn't worth the hour and yeah. a half I spent bored, mm. you know. And I don't think yeah. that Cabinet would Woods will be boring because it's a higher caliber movie than mm-hmm. those and like and it would, you know, cuz I I wrote in my notes like a lot of the like horror stuff that's just in their world yeah. with like the zombies and stuff is still like better done, I would say, than a lot of horror movies. I agree. Um like even like though it's just like slasher kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um I feel like it works so much better for me than a lot of like just like violent horror movies mm-hmm. I've seen. Um but yeah, I really like that it's unfolded mm-hmm. as it goes. And I actually was wondering as I was watching it this time, I was like, "Man, I wish I could remember what it was like to watch this for the first time." Because now, and to be fair, I've seen it a handful of times, but I almost feel like it's kind of obvious, like yeah. what what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Did I know, or did like was it a surprise?" You know, not like because it's not a twist, but like the, the reveal that it's you know. Sacrificing, we we will be spoiling this movie by the way. Sorry, (laughs) big spoilers for Cabin in the Woods. Go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That it's uh, that they're sacrificing these college kids to like satiate Mm -hmm. the old gods.
0: That was um, because I feel like when I watched it, I definitely had an idea of what it was, Mm -hmm. but still, like, the way it unfolds is so interesting. I remember seeing like a Blu ray cover at Target, it was one of those where like when you turn it, like, it has like you know, one second yeah. you see, like, the house covered and then when you turn it, you see all the boxes with the, oh, the monsters cool. in it. Yeah. And I, I remember kind of being like, like it was giving me the hints yeah. towards it. But watching it this time, it was definitely, like, I think the big surprise for me is that these aren't just, like, some crazy people that are doing this. Like, it's that's yeah. like a reality show or something. Uh-huh. I think like there's a version of this movie where it's like a, like the Running Man with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. where it's all happening for, for people's entertainment. Uh-huh. But it seems, I think, that <laughs> the reveal that it, they're actually, like, doing this to appease <laughs> the gods. I think that was a very, very welcome surprise <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, the horror stuff when watching Cabin in the Woods is genuinely, like, creepy. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like, the way the the Buckner family is Mm -hmm. shot... Like, the, they're, like, mostly in the dark, and, like, they have, like, the the dad has the creepy, like, hanging hair. Yeah. And they all have, like, really creative weapons. Like, yeah. it's not just, like, a knife or an axe. Or, oh, well, I guess the the girl has an axe.
0: A little hatchet. Yeah,
1: but it's, like, the, the def- fact that the two... That with the
0: bear trap. Yeah, though?
1: the bear trap. And then the when they cut um, Jules's head off with the oh, double-sided... are the uh, two-person saw. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the like... The bow saw. Yeah. Or... The, that's, like, legitimately upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And uh, actually, yeah, that was make- when I was watching that scene, I was like, man, this was a great movie to see when you were uh, uh, coming of age. Because yeah. I was like, action and scary and yeah. boobies. Yeah, there are. Uh, <laughs> there
0: that's, are definitely, that's definitely going to get, like, you know, our demographic from, like, when we were 12 and all that yeah. to, a, to sneak into a theater.
1: yeah. But yeah, and then another moment that I to this day think is creepy is when she's reading the diary. Mm-hmm. Like just that that like the
0: way it's written yeah. is genuinely upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like, like I remember the first time hearing it to now it's like ugh. yeah uh the torture fa- redneck torture family,
0: <laughs> which is funny cuz like in the movie it's completely fake. Like yeah. it's just something made up by these by these people working working uh-huh. a 9 to 5 it seems like.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting because my take was that because there's a a line I really like where Mm. they're watching the monsters uh, or the zombies and Mm -hmm. Truman, who is like the soldier guy and the audience surrogate. Oh, the guard. Yeah, Yeah. is like, um, he's like, they're like something from Nightmares. And then the Kim lady is like, uh, uh, Nightmares are from them. Yeah. So, like, I took that to mean that there was a time before civilized mm. man where there and was, it was like,
0: all werewolves yeah
1: and, <laughs> and then they like captured them so in my mind i was like the buckner family was really a, a crazy family mm-hmm. in the 1910s who now have been kept alive in the stable so yeah but it's up to interpretation yeah. guys <laughs> uh, make well sure that- to send me your cabin fa- your air cabin theories <laughs>
0: I was confused on that, though, because, like, they mentioned, like, oh, they're from the time before, which I imagine is, like, you know, before, like, any living person can remember they've been doing this for that long. But it seems weird that it is, like, a family from the 1910s, and also in, like all the monsters that we see at the end, like there's like a, like a robot saw. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, I, re- I made a note about yeah. that. Cause I was like, I love the idea that they're from the old world, but then there's like a <laughs> weird construction robot. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's like, yeah. like, what? <laughs> there's like ghosts of like,
0: of people, <laughs> of like, of like, you know, soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> or like zombies. there's like the surgeons at one point, the
1: creepy oh, yeah. doctors. And
0: the, like the people, like the people wearing the masks, Yeah. Are, like, setting office workers on fire. Who,
1: yeah. They definitely look like they're a reference to another horror movie. Yeah. But.
0: It's a reference to uh, the strangers. Right. The mm-hmm.
1: uh, That movie, I, this is not about the strangers. I just wanted to say, I thought it was going to be really scary. I wasn't scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one was scary. I haven't, yeah. see, I haven't seen it. Lived Tyler's in it. Yeah, I saw The Strangers Pray at Night, the sequel. Ah. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, there's the mm-hmm. masks. Dude, sh- should we just jump to the ending? Like, sure. Because, like, honestly, like, when we were watching it and we got to the end, the end bloodbath, it was a point of, like, I don't remember what the last hour was because this part is just so so awesome. Yeah,
1: it's it's a great finale. Even just on like a technical level, I feel like this movie has amazing like blood effects because mm-hmm. I'm sure some of it is digital. Yeah. I sometimes have a bad especially
0: bat- in the in the Final act. Yeah, like that, most of that CGI.
1: Yeah, I feel like I have a bad eye for picking out CG. Sometimes, mm-hmm. also weirdly, I'm sure we'll talk about this more. Yeah, but I feel like weirdly, it's easier for me to spot CG now than it was in 2012. Interesting. <laughs> like mm. I feel like it, When I watch older movies, it just looks better to me for some reason. Yeah, but I don't
0: know why that. It's it. Lo- I get what you mean. Yeah. sometimes it looks like more like kind of waxy now. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like I feel like everything now is very like glossy and mm-hmm. shiny. I get that. Um, but anyway. I'm sure some of it's CG, but there's a lot of great, like, blood effects. Even, like, there's, like, a zombie that runs up on Dana at one point, the main character, Mm -hmm. and she just, like, shoots it in the head, and it's just this goopy green. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is so great. Um, I promise I'm a normal person. (laughs) Um, You love that goop. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that finale is amazing. Oh, that's my my story from earlier is that Javi's mom came in, right, during oh no, literally (laughs) during the, like, gnarliest part of it where – um, one of the scientists is like pressured into shooting herself, oh which is like the god. darkest part. And she's like, she's like, "Oh my god, what are you showing them?" <laughs> but but we still finished the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, that I
0: do remember. I saw you know the shot where all the SWAT team are in the hallway, and then the elevator doors open, and they yes. all come out. I think I remember seeing a meme of that he have been on iFunny <laughs> and just that like a gif of that exact moment. I said, "What the? That's awesome." Yeah. Like, what the hell even is that? And then it let like kind of stayed in my mind for years. And then watching this movie this time, like when I saw that hallway, I went,
1: "Wait a minute." Yeah.
0: <laughs> like watching it the first
1: time, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the one! I found it." <laughs> yeah. Nah, no, it's so cool and. Mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like they did a great job with the selection of like creatures, yeah. with the exception of of construction robot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a,
0: that's a really weird one to yeah. include. But I'm like kind of like it of how weird it is. Yeah,
1: I think I can honestly. I feel like I can like look into Drew Goddard's mind and be mm-hmm. like, I know why he put that there because I feel like he was like, I got to get all of the horror staples. So yeah. there's zombie. And there's like a Hellraiser guy, yeah. and there's a giant spider, and a kraken, and like well, the merman. Yeah, I the, love merman. the merman, classic. Um, so I feel like he was like, I've got all these like, you know, animals and organic things. I need a, <laughs> I need a robot. Is that how he talks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my film, Cabin in the Woods.
0: <laughs> um, I did. I guess we'll jump back. I guess to talk about. You know, the film leading, you know, all the build-up to that end climax, uh-huh. I guess you can call it. But um, it was kind of striking me, like, trying to think of the film as a meta-narrative. Yeah. Um, thinking about, like, the way the team... The team led by Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, Uh-huh. Like, the way... What they're doing is basically building a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even... Because you can tell that this was definitely them, like, coming up with, like, okay, here's a list of cliches. How do we make them work? Because mm-hmm. everything that had, like... Everything that we've seen happen in a horror movie has got to happen in this one and have a reason for it. Yeah. Because, like, there was just, a, like, a little moment. It's when... I don't remember the... Uh, Dana stabs one of the zombies with a knife Uh and then you see bradley whitford like flick a little switch and you cut and you just see the knife like have a little shock and she just drops it and like i i didn't notice that my first time watching it i was like that's just such a good like little detail Uh because there's always the joke like at halloween like like apparently like there were people always people screaming at the screen like hold on to the knife
1: yeah Oh, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's funny you say that because I didn't notice it this time, but I feel like I have noticed mm-hmm. that in the past because it's such a little thing. But, yeah, I really like how they turn all of the, the cliches on their head. One mm-hmm. that I really liked was when they decide to go down the elevator shaft in mm-hmm. the end because I feel like it's such a thing of, uh, you know, the, the joke of, like, don't go in there, yeah. and it's like they always have to go to the craziest, mm-hmm. dangerous place. But in this one, it's like they literally don't have a choice because – they know yeah, that they can't it, get out, yeah, they can't go down the road, there's no other road. they could go down through the woods until something catches them or they die. Mm-hmm. It's like all they can do is go to the source of where this thing came from, yeah, which I feel like is so cool, and it's and it makes it feel very like climactic, and like we're going into the belly of the beast, but yeah, this is a cool movie.
0: it is <laughs> a cool movie. it does feel like a movie like people have talked about making for ages, yeah, like, and yeah they. They definitely did a good job. They hit all their bases. Yeah.
1: And I think, like, something to be said for just... And I know, like, I don't know how much Joss Whedon had to do with this. I think he, like, helped write it or something. He
0: is, he produced it and co-wrote it. Okay. So he was very involved. Yeah.
1: Because I know a lot of people will call it a Joss Whedon movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Joss Whedon is is controversial in yes. these modern times. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I will say that there is something to be said for, like, just solid writing. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of, like, a lesser movie could have tried to do this, like, meta thing and, like, turn the whole genre on its head. But, like, if the characters and stuff sucked, mm-hmm. it, people wouldn't really care. Yeah. Because, like, I, like, genuinely like all the characters. Yeah. It's and, well cast. Yeah.
0: I, and, I, I wasn't crazy about the one that they kind of is like, the nerd. Yeah. He was, like, kind of a weird, like... Looked, I I guess they were going for like, oh, he's a jock,
1: but according to their rules, like yeah, they, he starts acting more like a nerd. Uh huh. That's like, yeah, that's why I I kind of feel like he gets kind of the worst hand he in this movie does. because like he's not a bad actor and yeah. like and I genuinely like his um, chemistry with Dana. Yeah, like I'm rooting for them and like they have a lot of good moments together. Mm-hmm. Um including one of my favorite jokes when uh, they're kissing and and then Marty, the stoner, walks by and says, he's got a husband bulge, <laughs> which is a reference to the creepy diary they read. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, anyway, he definitely gets shortchanged because, like... His death is also the worst. Yeah, yeah, I literally wrote that in my notes. I was like, every death in this is so memorable, and then his is just, like, like st- bam. It's, a sh- it's a
0: shock value one.
1: Yeah, which you mm. could argue they did to... Be like, well, we've got to have a jump scare surprise death in here. Yeah. And uh but yeah, it just sucks because he's not a bad character. Um he, and then, d- he just has the least to do. Exactly. Um he gets glasses. Yeah. Which uh I don't think I would have noticed except for there's a really great review of this by Movies with Mikey. <laughs> not to plug another show. But um uh he pointed that out and I was like, Oh, that's really smart. But yeah, like and I think like on the casting, it's interesting, too, because I feel like I've seen the stoner in Die Every Kid and then, like, mm-hmm. literally nothing else. And then, every, with the notable exception of Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen these actors in, like, anything else. Yeah. And so it's kind of, I mean, I hope that they have good careers, but yeah. it's kind of fitting in that it feels like a run-of-the-mill horror movie that mm-hmm. would have these, like, no names in it. Um, and I think they all do a great job especially Thor. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I heard somewhere that this might have been filmed. Like, this was, like, filmed and kind of put on the shelf for a long time. Uh-huh. Because I think the studio was like, what do we do with this? Like, yeah, it, we want a standard horror movie. Um, wait, what? <laughs> I just searched Cabin in the Woods because I wanted to check the actors, and it's showing tomorrow at a drive-in. Oh, hell near, yeah. Near Austin. <laughs> we got to see it again. We got to go. But, yeah, I think this may have been filmed before he was even cast as
2: Thor. Wow. Or something like that. Yeah. Because,
0: yeah, I imagine jo- – because I remember hearing, like, Joss Whedon was on set, like, for this, like, pretty much every day. And I do not think he would have done that if he was, uh, you know, uh, directing yeah. Avengers at yeah. the time.
1: No, for sure. I Also, I, I – uh, Chris Sinclair, I think, is – you know the first two thor movies aren't amazing and Mm -hmm. then ragnarok kicks ass and i'm excited for love and thunder Mm -hmm. um but i think he really is a great actor like uh, extraction and like other stuff i've seen him in like i feel like he's always fun he's Mm -hmm. a good leading man it's really fun to see thor just like decking zombies in this movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: he's yeah he's fun i really like i remember first time watching it like having him be, like, oh, he's a, philo- like, he's a philosophy student or Sociology. Something? Sociology student. Yeah. And, like, at the beginning when he's in, like, her dorm or her apartment and he's like, oh, you don't need to read this book. You uh-huh. should read this book. So it does blah, 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 blah. Like, I buy him as that. Like, yeah. And I, like, you know, it subverts that that trope of the jock uh-huh. as then he becomes more of the idiot jock.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And, like, mm-hmm. the way they turn, you know, she's also – Jules is theoretically a smart – we don't get to see her being as smart, but, like, mm-hmm. she's hanging out with these really smart kids, and uh, and then they explain that they made her dumber through her blonde yeah. hair dye. It's so <laughs> so, so cool. Um, but, yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth in this. Uh, there was something else I was going to say. About, oh, about that scene. I, I wrote down a question here. Which uh, scene? Uh, the very first scene where he's, okay, like, yeah. or not first scene, but where he's like, uh, You don't want to read that.
2: Mm-hmm. And he
1: and then he goes, And you're in your underwear, or And you have no pants on, or something like that. <laughs> and it, it's like when we first see Dana, she's wearing a shirt and underwear. Yeah. And I was like, Hold on a minute. I was like, Is this 2012 male gaze, or is it, or are they clever enough to be it. like, This I, is the
0: genre? I did write that down about, uh, in my notes about, how is
1: this movie using the male
0: gaze? Yeah, it is very. You know, we are we're two men here. Yes, we're two
1: two boy. Hell yeah, <laughs> red blooded American man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
0: but it's like you know, being more aware of it. Like it was those, people, like you open on the our main girl like in her underwear. Yeah, and then, like especially later on with uh, what's what's the. The blonde one's name again? Jules. Jules, yeah. With Jules, like especially when yeah. she starts acting like more kind of uh-huh. kind of frisky and like the dumb blonde, like like you get a lot of shots kind of going up, going up her legs and uh-huh. going up her ass, and, <laughs> and like when she's making out with the wolf, yeah, uh, stuffed wolf head, like it's it is kind of a question of like are they. Are
1: they? Do they know what they're doing, or yeah. are they? I think that one. I feel like yeah. they do because it's like yeah. she, at that point she's full blown, and they even yeah, comment on true. it. Like the other characters are like, "She's
0: acting weird." She's
1: acting weird, yeah. And at mm. first they're like, "Ha funny, she's drunk." And then mm. later Marty is like, "Uh, he's like, I don't know why, I can't remember Chris Hemsworth's name. Call him Kurt, Thor." Kurt. Uh, yeah, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Um, he's like, I've, he's like, why is Kurt acting like this alpha male? And Mm -hmm. she goes, oh, he's just drunk. And he's like, I've seen Kurt drunk. I've seen Jules Mm -hmm. drunk too. So it's like, that one I think that they're aware. But that first one I was like, actually, I just had a brain blast. (laughs) Um, They could have been trying to show us that she's not like this totally demure, virginal character that she's Mm -hmm. made out to be later. Yeah which also that's kind of weird because being in your underwear in your bedroom doesn't yeah. mean that you're, I,
0: think, <laughs> I think for my money if I were to take a bet on it I think they knew what they were doing. I think yeah. that that's how a normal they're trying to set up like they're trying to show you like this is a normal horror movie Yeah, or is it? Yeah. Like because I feel like especially there was one movie that came out I think it may have been a year or two before this. It was Do you ever hear of Shark Night 3D?
1: No. It, I hope it's spelled with a K and it's about a guy at night who rides on <laughs> sharks. I wish. No, it's a very very bad
0: cheap horror movie that it was a, it was like a big the, like theatrical release. It sounds like an like a straight yeah. to DVD thing, but yeah. it's about a bunch of bunch of college kids that go to their friend's lake house, but the lake, the saltwater lake has been infested with sharks. Oh no. And um uh, it is the exact same, like, structure, at least leading up to it, of, like, you have our main, like, our main character in the, <laughs> in their, their apartment, and then their friends show up, ready to go to the, cat, ready to go to the, the uh-huh. lake house, like, an exact succession. <laughs>
1: Man. But yeah, they, I, I really enjoy how, like, on, just on the subject of good writing again, like, mm-hmm. I, there are legitimately, like, good moments uh, between the characters there, even beyond all the meta stuff, like just the thing where, um, Kurt ha- sees Jewel with the books and he's like, "Who gave you these?" Like yeah. I was like, "This is just a good joke. This is like a good yeah. moment." Um, and then it also has a lot of the like, you know, uh, horror movie college kid cheese mm-hmm. like that you'd expect. Like, or he throws the football out the window and Holden catches yeah. it outside. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, but yeah.
0: Oh, and how, we can't not talk about uh marty's game with the the bong.
1: Yeah. I wrote in my notes hilarious bong moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great and
0: it comes back, you know. Chekhov's, yeah, Chicago's yeah.
1: hidden bong. Yeah. That part where I legitimately I legitimately think it's cool and not just a joke when he shows up with the bong like it's a sword. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like this is a great hero moment. <laughs> But but yeah, I I love Marty. I love that he's like a armchair philosopher. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about uh like the the people working the job, the people doing their day job. Let's talk about Richard, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins and uh, Bradley Whitford.
1: What do you think of them? <laughs> I think as people. Oh, as people, <laughs> right. it is me. I think uh, I think they do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I um, this is probably my favorite Bradley Whitford role, T B H. Over Get Out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well. I think just, I don't know. I think he's just like, like, I don't, I was going to say I like him more in this. Not in the sense mm-hmm. that I'm like, he's a better person. <laughs> well, which he, he is. Arguably he is.
2: is, yeah. <laughs> no slave auctions yeah, in this one. He's trying
1: to save the world rather than uh, just killing people for his own selfish benefit. Mm-hmm. But, um, and racist benefit. Oh, my. God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to get out in about uh five years. <laughs> No more than that. It yeah, no,
0: 2017. Yeah, February
1: 2017.
0: Um, I know, I know that for some reason.
1: Yeah, I really like them. I really love Richard Jenkins just in anything. Yeah, um, you're a big game with those horror heads. Yeah, so I've loved. I my favorite performance of his is in Shape of Water. Oh, he's so good. In shape of water. He's so good. I think he should have gotten the Oscar. But uh, who I, am I to say? I don't remember who won. that But and we're we're not talking about them today. <laughs> 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 but um yeah i really like them i think they're hilarious and uh there are some like legitimately like good like character moments too like when um they get a little more serious and they're Mm. like uh you know doing their little prayer or when uh the guard is like do we really need to see it in reference to like the nudity and he goes like we're not the only ones watching yeah like it's like that's such a good line oh that's what i was gonna say movies with mikey was like he was like, here's a clue for y'all. That's us, the audience. That,
0: that's what I, I also made a note of that. Yeah. We, I talked a little, lo- we mentioned a little bit about kind of like the meta narrative of mm-hmm. the whole movie. But there's an added layer as well of like, <laughs> like the Richard Jenkins characters and them. They're like the directors of this yeah. know, horror movie, this typical horror movie but instead of the gods the gods are are us watching yeah and it's a weird thing of just like oh if we don't give them what they want then they'll they'll you know destroy the earth but i don't know what that says about the audience but yeah
1: i guess maybe it's um maybe it's it's the equivalent is like being like oh screw this movie like mm, <laughs> it, didn't, yeah. it didn't have the stuff i wanted it
0: is like you know if we don't like give them what they want then like we won't exist. Yeah. Your like movie, that, your movie won't. Yeah. You won't be able to make movies yeah. as a filmmaker. True.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they're cool. Mm-hmm. I like the part where uh, Bradley Whitford, who, by the way, I always forget his name, so I'm glad you said it, because yeah. I was going to call him Dylan O'Brien. I
0: forgot I for- <laughs> Dylan O'Brien. <laughs>
1: Who's that? Percy Jackson? <laughs> no, that's uh, the maze runner. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Bradley Whitford. <laughs> I want to see Bradley Woodford as person as uh, in the Maze as Runner. The runner. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, he, there's a part where he like, uh, they think they've won, and he's like, gets kind of sad, and he's like, you know, it kind of makes you like think and what it's all for. And then someone comes in with tequila, and he's like, tequila, te- is my lady. <laughs>
0: Like that's a great part. <laughs> I love the scene when everyone's like placing their bets. Yeah. on Who it's gonna be? I keep keep trying to like. Uh, I thought about this time about just pausing it and reading all the mm-hmm. ones there. There's so many. There's I definitely
1: so many have. Details. There's really there's a lot mm-hmm. of weird stuff in there. Yeah, and the merman, the mm-hmm. running merman bit is so good. <laughs> the, the The line delivery when the merman gets him and he goes, "Oh come on!" It's like <laughs> so good because he's like he's almost like. Laughing? Yeah, I'm just like,
0: oh, <laughs> he knows how the tragic irony. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I do kind of wish they blew the mer, like they got the
1: merman as their, as their <laughs> villain instead of the Buckner family. I want to see what that movie looked like. It does make you wonder, but I think that the Buckner is a more classic like horror it thing. Is. Um, and actually, I did write this down that I was like it kind of, when you see all of the things in the cellar that they could have picked yeah. and, like, what that equates to, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, I don't know if we could find this out, but at one point, um, I think Marty looks at a reel of film. Yeah. And I was like, I want there's got to be some kind of Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was, like, The Ring or something, you know, like the movie. Maybe. You yeah, watch the movie and it comes out. Mm-hmm. I was like, this makes me feel like there should be a, a million Cabin in the Woods movies where we, the different yeah. things happen. But then I was like... Wait, but they'd be prequels one yeah, and two. They would all end the, end the same of way. This one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would all end with everyone dying. I, I was gonna ask you that
0: because while watching, I'm like, why didn't they make a sequel to this movie? It's great. And uh-huh. then I was like, oh yeah, the <laughs> ending <laughs> <laughs> but it closes the door a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: The only way I think you could do it is if you did. They talk about how one year they failed, and then Japan came in and sealed the deal. Um, I think. I think they're talking about right now, because, like, it seems like they have all these ba- these cabins
0: in the woods, or, like, all these setups, like, all, over, all the over the world, and I think that's just for, like, this year, like, for this date, and all the other ones oh. were failing, and so it was, like, between them and Japan, like, someone had to do it. As, as long as one of them did it, they'd be fine, but okay. then Japan fails right there. Yeah.
1: Okay. I was, that was my reading of it. Yeah, I was thinking they said one time they had failed in the past, and Japan luckily ass, did it. Yeah. yeah. Because they were like, "Oh, Japan's got a hundred percent clear, right?" Um, but um, that's the only way I could see you doing a prequel is if you did the year they failed or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like all
0: the other ones. Like, the, yeah, I was curious about like uh, the part with, what we see of Japan where it's like all these Japanese school children have <laughs> defeated the evil, and it's like, the spirit will now live in this frog. Yeah, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Them not realizing they have doomed the world. Yeah.
1: Wow, yeah, I never thought about that. That part was the part that scared me when I was little because I, anytime, like, kids were endangered, I was oh like, oh, yeah. my
0: God. But going back to um, kind of the, the crew in the in the command center, we'll say, uh-huh. uh, what do you think of the guard character? Because um, he's not really a character. Yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of,
1: he's, he's, I think you said, it, the audience surrogate. Yeah, he, like, is helpful for them asking questions. I like that he, like, like I like all his moments, like the mm-hmm. where he when she's explaining to him the bedding and stuff. She's like, mm-hmm. uh, when she says you get used to it about the monsters, and yeah. he goes, "Should you?" Like I think that's a really good mm-hmm. moment. But I do agree that that's kind of all of his moments are like good for the movie, and they're not yeah. really good character moments. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you need those things at some point yeah. in the movie. But yeah, he's just kind of you know the guy that's uh-huh. also there.
1: Yeah. Um, I like I
0: thought, I thought I remembered he had a bigger moment at the end, but yeah. he just gets eaten
1: by zombies and then blows up. Yeah, which I like that he like mm. kind of sacrifices himself for the greater good. But like, yeah, he kind of just maybe maybe all of his great scenes ended up on the cutting room floor. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I did want to mention
0: about um, another part that happens in the movie when they don't blow they don't blow the tunnel. And Richard Jenkins uh-huh. has to run to the other side and get it and then blow it up at the very last second. Do you, do you remember in the Avengers movie when the like World Security Council or whatever is like, all right, go nuke New York? You no, you don't remember. Okay, well, well, that's gonna be a new part. But, we'll talk about it, yeah. But, but they,
1: I haven't seen the movie since yeah. theaters.
0: But there is a moment because they're like, Oh, the plane's gonna take off, and Nick Fury runs out with a bazooka onto the, the helicarrier and shoots it,
1: and it's to blow something up. And it both are Joss Whedon,
2: oh. Renda, so I
0: was like,
1: These are very similar moments, yeah. Hmm. It wouldn't surprise me because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of writers have certain things yeah, that they really they fall like. into similar beats, yeah, a lot, yeah. Um, but I I actually really like that scene. I feel like it's exciting. Like mm-hmm. it's like oh, oh my god, race against the clock in, yeah. in this movie. Um, and I like that it's Richard Jenkins because I yeah. feel like it's like he's kind of he's such a
0: nice like old man. Yeah, he's like
1: <laughs> that's me running for yeah. those, those of you at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think it's interesting. We hear a little bit. Of, obviously, we we just see them. Um. At their job the whole time. Mm-hmm. But we hear from Bradley Whitford that he has a wife and yeah. kids or a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, tragic. <laughs> well, the world also dies. Yeah. So. But um, um, it's interesting. I, it makes me wonder like, do they have to pull this all nighter like once a year or do they work mm-hmm. year round and then like go home at five o'clock? Like, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Seems like they probably, my guess would be
0: they probably do a, like a lot of pre production. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the one night, the, whatever it is. Maybe it's once a once a solstice or something.
1: Yeah. Even though this is like a dark movie, obviously about the end of the world and like people dying and stuff, there is part of me that was like two times during this movie, I was like, this was like fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> which was like, like working there. Yeah, like them partying after it all went oh, well. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, the feeling of like having this mm, big thing done. A nice and you, party. Yeah, and you get to party is so nice. And then mm. also. When they first got to the cabin, and they're like living it up, I was like, "Man, this looks like a good time being in cabin (laughs) with your friends." (laughs) You know, hopefully the Buckners aren't invited.
0: (laughs) Oh, I did want to talk about one of the last the last character we meet in the movie. Oh, Uh, little little guest star that I did not know was in this movie when I watched it. Yeah, me either. yeah, a lovely Sigourney Weaver uh guest appearance, I guess you say. Uh-huh. A little more than a cameo. Yeah. She's she's scrapping on there. She's beating the shit out of yeah. out of Fran Krantz.
1: I just think she's great in it and has that like authority. Mm-hmm. Um and then her demise is very it's also funny yeah. to think, like knowing a little bit about how movies are made, like the mm-hmm. part where she gets killed, she gets axed in the back of the head by uh Patience <laughs> Buckner. And uh um and there's just, like, a millisecond shot of her, like, jerking her head up and going, oh, and then she mm-hmm. dies. And I was like, yeah, but I know from having worked on sets yeah, and stuff. That you're going
0: to like, yeah. all right, Sigourney, we're going to need you. And this, you've just been
1: hitting the head with an axe. Uh, can we get, like, a, like a. Yeah. <laughs> and so the idea of them sitting there and getting multiple takes of her just going, oh, was, <laughs> it's kind of funny to get me. Get the death gra- gasp. Yeah. He said, reset, we'll go ahead and do this, do this in series. We'll do this in series. in you know? series?
0: Yeah. <laughs> MOS. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then another thing I want to mention about the Courtney Weaver is, did you see Ghostbusters Afterlife?
1: No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. That's the I, newest one, right?
0: Yeah, I saw, I watched that recently, um, and so, oh, oh. Little spoiler, but <gasps> she goes back. Sigourney Weaver is in an after-credits scene, ah. uh, doing the thing from the first Ghostbusters that uh, you see Bill Murray doing where it's like he holds up the back oh, of yeah. a card and like shocks people and they don't, and she's doing that to him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like I watched it on a DVD I rented, and then like it played through the credits and then automatically started playing a special feature, and so I watched a bit of that. and They talked to a bunch of the old actors who Make appearances uh-huh. in this one, if that's not known. But um, it's, they talk to her and she's like, "I just she's Dana, she's never left me. i was so happy to be back." And, and I'm like, "So, Bernie, you're in an after credits scene. <laughs> like, you're in one
1: scene. You're doing a little little bit.
0: Yeah. But I'm glad she commits that much. I'm glad she got to have fun. It looked like she had fun in, uh, yeah. in this.
1: Nah, she's awesome. She I think is like I feel like in a movies." with the she kind of plays like stern characters a she lot really does. like even like Ripley um is very you know like no nonsense mm-hmm. but i feel like in real life she must be like kind of nuts <laughs> because i i remember hearing somewhere that like she in one of the alien movies she she wanted to Die one, and then wanted and wanted one of her last things to be. I think I. Hopefully, I'm not misquoting here. I think she said she wanted to have sex with a xenomorph. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just like she should (laughs) have let
0: Sigourney do it.
1: That's why they got to make that another Alien one. I know they got to
0: retcon three and four.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I watched every single Alien movie recently, and Mm -hmm. I love it. And I, I'm ready (laughs) for the sixth one. Yeah. (laughs) I, I like every Alien movie except Alien 3. is boring.
0: You like Alien uh, Resurrection more than 3? Yeah,
1: because Resurrection like knows how to party.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
2: one,
0: also written by Joss Whedon. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, this is all planned, people. Yeah. We knew what we were doing. But, um, yeah, I guess to tie it
1: back, the world, the world ends. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I actually, if I turn to my handy dandy notes here, I I thought it was interesting because like I am generally a more like optimistic, mm-hmm. happy ending kind of guy, mm-hmm. um, and um, and so like it's a pretty nihilistic, nihilistic uh, bummer ending of everyone dying and the world ending. I like they, when they say maybe mm. it's time to give someone else a shot, but I'm mm. like, what does that mean? Aliens, yeah. like, <laughs> are giving evolution a chance to completely start over. Like, yeah.
0: um, I guess it – yeah, it depends because I guess we'll, the old gods will reign, but, I mean, we beat them one time. Yeah. Or someone beat them. Yeah. Sigourney personally punched <laughs> them down.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a bummer. Like, I would have liked um, – but the alternative is that, you know, Dana shoots uh, Marty mm-hmm. – um, which would have been sad.
0: Yeah, that would have been... Because honestly, I'm like, is this the happy ending? Yeah. Like,
1: they don't... The opposite ending is, like, very bittersweet. Yeah. Where it's like, could she live with herself kind of thing? Or, like, would she appear as a villain at the end? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I like their last moment together, where they're like, "Sorry, uh, yeah. I let you get eaten," and yeah.
0: like <laughs> they smoke. I think it's funny. Yeah, it's very similar to to another movie coming out soon. Oh, a, uh, a little uh, little picture directed by our very own Jacob Sanger.
1: Well, what can I say? Uh, if you're in a- the Austin area, uh, May 14th, I believe, is the screening. <laughs> There's going to be Alfie and Gully's
0: Holy Chalice quest. Yeah. It's going to be a big one. (laughs) We we can do all our plugs at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, because I I love the ending. It's because what other movie does that? Yeah. (laughs) What other movie ends with the characters knowingly, like, you know, being selfish and ending the world. Uh-huh. But I was talking with uh, a good, good friend of ours, a Miss uh, Miss Oriana Garcia, oh. and uh, I mentioned the two movies that we watched, and she said she's not a fan of Cabin in the Woods. <gasps> she did not like the ending. So, interesting. Sorry, to, sorry to put her on blast, but yeah. she's gonna have to come on and
1: defend herself.
0: Defend herself, which I, I, guess I can get if you know you see that as, see
1: that as very selfish. Yeah, and t- what it's a cute interesting. Ass. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but I, I don't know. I always feel like I like endings that that are kind of like, uh, you know, like, eh, well, that's life, baby. Yeah. Light a cigarette. Like I feel like yeah, it's cool. That is true. But this one is another step further because then the world ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, then the old gods rise. Yeah. But I feel like it makes sense for this movie. Uh, but last thing I want to talk about with this movie is what do you
0: what do you think its legacy has been. Like I said, 10 years is an interesting time because it's like, that's like the first milestone usually of like an, an a big anniversary. Yeah. And so it's not enough time for people to be like, that's the greatest movie. Look back and be like, that's the greatest movie ever or anything. It's not a lot of people looking back and reevaluating. But it's, so at this point, how do you think it's held up?
1: I think it holds up really well and like, it's still a great time and like, you know, we talked about it for an hour or whatever. Yeah. Like, like uh, too long. <laughs> yeah, like we like had a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie I've definitely like talked about with people before, mm-hmm. so it's not like I've just been sitting on all this stuff. Um But yeah, it's like really fun to talk about, and um, and I think it definitely stands the test of time as like a cool kind mm-hmm. of turn the genre on its head type movie. Because I feel like sometimes movies try to do that and it kind of falls flat, and it's just like yeah. You know why do I care? Or like, especially if it's done in kind of a cynical way. Yeah, it's like whatever. But this is done with like love for the genre, mm-hmm. and with the like, you know, it's it's besides all of the meta stuff, it's just a really good, well written, yeah. well performed, well directed movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's I, think, creative. Yeah, it's super creative, and it's like it's evident. I think that the people who made it really like cared about what they mm-hmm. were doing, and I think it'll go on to you know. Joss Whedon's already had a fall from grace, yeah. but Drew Goddard, I think, is still fine. And yeah, all, I think so. <laughs> all the actors. So I'm like, unless something really terrible happens with uh, Chris Hemsworth, I feel like it'll <laughs> it'll go on to be a great movie forever.
0: But yeah, I think it's like like it still holds up really well, mm-hmm. and
1: especially because like they're still
0: making horror movies that that fit this genre. Yeah, and like that, like you know, people know Friday the Thirteenth. This definitely you know pays a lot pays a lot of homage to that, like the knife thing from Halloween. Like I was just picking up like, oh, that's from that, that's from that. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like as much like some movies now where it can be a little too like, oh, I get it, I get it. Like it feels like it's still like, it's playing as a regular horror movie. Yeah. Than just like a, oh, look at this. Uh-huh. And I do think, yeah, the big thing I think came to mind when I saw this was was the Joss Whedon legacy. Because uh-huh. he was a, a big writer on it, and we'll, we'll have to talk about it a lot more with The Avengers, because this was kind of the, the weed-nessance. <laughs> yeah. Cause True. He, he was he was kind of nerd king, because uh-huh. he made a loving send-up of every every uh, horror movie. He made the biggest nerd movie of all time, one of the biggest movies of all time, and then made you know, Firefly. Yeah, which
1: and everyone loves. Shows. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's just tough. Like... Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that's, like, hopefully people going forward, like, our generation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they take over Hollywood, can hopefully be better. Let's hope.
0: Yeah, because it's just, like. When we personally take over Hollywood. Yeah, when
1: me and Colin are the (laughs) kings of of Tinseltown. Um, But, um, I don't know. It's just, like. Uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, did your parents not raise you right? It's just like yeah. being a decent human, <laughs> not yeah. being sexist and horrible to the people on your set. Yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to look back and see, especially because I remember he was like the king of everything.
1: Yeah. For sure. But yeah, it was crazy. He, like, he, uh, I remember for a long time, it was like, if the name Whedon was involved, it was like, oh my God, this is great news. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, uh, Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, now we're going from uh, directly from the world being completely obliterated, hell taking over, the old gods rising, Uh everything's horrible now, to the Three Stooges. Yeah,
1: it's time for the rise of a different kind of old god. (laughs) 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 Yes, the Three
0: Stooges movie from 2012, uh, directed by the Farley Brothers of Dumb and Dumber fame. And uh, what else they do? Kingpin. Yeah. Osmosis Jones. Just the live action part. Just the live action parts. (laughs) Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. But yeah, so this is, uh, what a film. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, let me just say, I think they should have a Todd Phillips-esque turn (laughs) and become auteurs. Uh, I loved this movie. (laughs) Well, I I was going to say this
0: until we get to talk about the legacy, but- Uh They kind of have <laughs> one of the Farleys uh Peter Farley I believe it is directed Green Book. That's right. Yeah, so he, he is a wrote and directed Green Book, so he has two Oscars from winning that. Oh my gosh, that's he, crazy. I know. And especially in terms of the legacy of this movie, I mean, that's within like 10 within 10 years. Yeah.
1: Wow. It's nuts. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, I will say (laughs) Green Book had some uh, Laugh Out Loud moments (laughs) in (laughs) it. Green Book? What a a real crowd pleaser. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked Green Book. I liked Green Book. Uh, But I feel like it is one of those. I would have voted for it for Best
0: Picture, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: I think it is one of those ones that like uh, people will forget about. Yeah. I feel like people have already kind of forgotten about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, except when they're like, eh, it's the worst best picture movie ever. Do and people they, say that? Some people do. Yeah, y- Let me tell you. If you think that, you need to go watch Cimmerian, uh, Sim- I think it is. It's like the fourth best picture movie, <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> it's about the settling of Oklahoma. Boring.
1: Exactly.
0: We're going to do shit numbers in Oklahoma now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but, okay, if you're from Oklahoma, it's not your fault. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, get it?
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, I've been to Oklahoma City, and my English teacher said it was the butthole of America. I went there. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: back to the, the Three Stooges. Jacob, Yes. what
1: is your history with this movie? I don't remember if I watched it the year it came out. It was mm. probably close to it, though, and I watched it on TV with my mm-hmm. dad, And I had seen some, like, classic Three Stooges, like Mm -hmm. Black and White style, and never really thought much of it. Yeah. Um, But then I watched this movie, and I also was like, eh, whatever, like, some Mm -hmm. good jokes. Um, And then didn't think about it for, like, 10 years. Haven't watched it since then. Have not watched it since then. Have you thought about it since then? (laughs) Every once in a while, because I do remember... Literally I only remembered one joke from it that I liked that I would tell people sometimes if ever this movie came up or mm. if something reminded me of the joke which was um when they dropped the church bell on Larry David <laughs> who plays a nun in this movie <laughs> a great turn Yeah which by the way when he first comes out as a nun I thought I was like surely this is like they got um Larry David for like one scene it's going to be the joke. a considerable he's, amount of the yeah, movie he's like one of the main characters yeah. um but um they drop a bell on him. They're working on the on the roof and they drop the church bell on Larry David's head and um, they go, do you know that nun? And then the other one goes, no, but her face rings a bell. And I was <laughs> like, that's so good. <laughs> but like, g- I genuinely really enjoyed myself watching this movie <laughs> and I think it was because now my sense of humor, more than when I watched it as a kid, is more into like, slap- go- goofy slapstick and like, and the kind of plays on words that they mm-hmm. do, like do a I, lot of them in this movie. Yeah, which I really like. Like I remember in a classic Three Stooges episode that like I only watched a part of. There was a really good plan of words that I bring up a lot. Where um, one of one of them smells the other one. And he goes, "Did you take a bath?" And the other guy goes, uh, <laughs> "No. Why? Is one missing?" It's <laughs> like it's <laughs> stupid stuff like that. that I, I really <laughs> like. But Yeah, this movie. I was really worried because Colin told me he was like, I have something to tell you about Three Stooges, or maybe he said about the the Fairly brothers. And I was like, oh, no. Because I really like this movie, and I thought he was going to be like, oh, yeah, each of the Three Stooges is a convicted pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Unconfirmed. Allegedly. Allegedly. Just by, kidding. By us. Yeah. By Jacob, not knowing. Un- not even alleged. Please, no one take that clip. <laughs> I would love to have any of the Three Stooges on the show.
0: <laughs> we'll, t- we'll have them all. Yeah. Oh, my God. A reunion?
1: Oh, my God. Ten years later.
0: Oh, my God. They're back. They're
1: back. <laughs> yeah, and only one of them have I ever seen in anything yeah. else. <laughs> Sean Hayes as uh, Larry. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen, uh, I think I mentioned uh, Curly. Mm-hmm. I remember him. In, Will Sasso is his name. I remember around the time I watched this, I started watching How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. He plays like a, like, a, like a bouncer at their bar in uh-huh. like two episodes or something. Yeah. And he did look familiar, yeah. Because I remember in that one, he um like his whole bit is that he wears a toupee and it <laughs> looks bad, <laughs> and no one tells him <laughs> or like everyone like it's like don't mention the toupee, yeah. Uh, but then like there's a part where someone takes it off, and I'm like, he look familiar like that.
1: Look,
2: uh, look a little curly,
1: <laughs> a bit curly
0: esque character. Uh-huh. But um yeah, my history with this movie is. I can tell you, 10 years ago, this weekend, I was in the theater for this movie. <laughs> I was definitely in the theater for this movie. I remember seeing the trailers for this and saying, that looks hilarious. <laughs> Mom, we're going to the movie. Because <laughs> I call the shots around here. <laughs> but I remember seeing it and liking it, and I think we owned the DVD, maybe. I feel like I remember watching it a lot. Like I feel like we had like you know, 10 DVDs that I'd watch a lot. And I remember liking it, and then I think... because. I'm surprised it came out just 10 years ago. It feels like it came out longer. I think that kind of changed my opinion to be like, oh, no, it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's officially bad. I have to think it's bad. And watching it, yeah, there's some stuff that has not aged, with, at least oh, with, yeah. um, especially, like, the Jersey Shore stuff. Uh-huh. It, I, Maybe. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, so, I, I also saw it when, like, I remember it from when I was young. So I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe it's, you know, not as much as if, you know, you're a 40-year-old man watching the Three Stooges. Yeah,
1: yeah I think it's funny. I think that stuff's funny in that it's, like, a time capsule. Yeah. Because, um, like, seeing that, I was yeah. like, oh, wow, this is, like, Jersey Shore, like, ran the airwaves. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I feel like when Jersey Shore was really big, I was in, like, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And so. That's the th- weird thing is because. They did.
0: They did this. They filmed it after Jersey Shore had ended. Uh, like the show was over, or yeah. like at least like the main cast had finished. I heard. I had heard, and they brought them back together yeah. to shoot
1: them in the Three Stooges. Movie. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because I was thinking. I was like, I feel like even at this point, Jersey yeah. Shore was old. Which
0: I think that if you're like you know thirty or like a critic and you're tired of seeing Jersey Shore, because uh-huh. that kind of took over for a bit. Yeah, and so like if you're seeing it in a And you know a send up of a, a beloved like '30s comedy routine. Yeah, that's gonna be a little annoying. Yeah, I. (laughs) But yeah, like so, I kind of had this connotation my time, especially when I first was like looking at the release calendar for this for this podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. like, we need to start on this because in my mind, like, it's a it's a great example of counter programming. You got your horror movies, and you got your kind of kids comedy, uh-huh. but also in my head I was like, ah, a good movie and a bad movie. Yeah. But watching it, like, it was genuinely, there was some jokes that had me kind of crying, laughing. Mm. It definitely helped watching it with you because <laughs> you were, you loved every second of this. It sounded
1: like- <laughs> I was having so much fun. <laughs> like, Because also, for some context, I am in a silent film class right now. Mm-hmm. And like my favorite part of the year Was when we uh, did slapstick and Mm -hmm. we got to watch like Keaton and Chaplin Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) honestly, I was like, I want the stuntman react channel to react to this movie because they're doing so many crazy like performances,
0: crazy stunt performances. Yeah,
1: like there's like stuff where they drop like someone on a ladder onto three other people and Mm -hmm. it's all in one wide. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I was like, they really did the stuff, which I actually they did. they did their, like, safety briefing at yeah. the end of the movie. That's
0: so, it's so weird. It's so <laughs> awkward. I thought that was so funny. I was I, like, more movies should do this. Well, I love the joke at, because there's a joke I never picked up on as, as a kid, because no kid would. I yeah. don't know, because it's two kind of hunky guys yeah. coming out, and they're like, hello, we're the Farley Brothers. <laughs> and if you've seen the Farley Brothers, they are, they do not look like that <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah. And, so that's a really funny joke, but the rest is just very, like, yes, this is a styrofoam hammer. Mm-hmm. See how funny it is? Like, looks fine now. You add a sound effect. Do not hit other children with a real hammer. Yeah.
1: Man, they should have put that on the actual Three Stooges because when my mom was oh. growing up, uh, her, my uncle Skipper was a shenaniganizer. <laughs> Skipper? And, yeah.
0: <laughs> like a penguin of Madagascar? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and would watch the Three Stooges, and then the story goes that, one time, they found him poised over my sleeping mother with a hammer. <laughs> they were like, "They were like,
0: oh my god." They were
1: like, "Okay, no more three stooges for you." That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> oh
2: my god.
1: Um, but uh, because he thought it would just go like <laughs> Um go pink. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie kicks ass. <laughs>
0: Okay, do you have a... You mentioned your one joke that you remember. Did you have a favorite one this time?
1: Ooh. One that I really liked because it reminded me of the late, great Norm MacDonald, (laughs) uh, R.I.P., was um, when they're talking to the the guy, Mac, who is in cahoots with Sofia Vergara to try to kill her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, he goes, gentlemen, and they all look behind them. <laughs> like, it's just, like, a little thing. Like a... It's so funny that they're like, who's he talking to? It can't be us. Uh, that <laughs> that I really like um, that one stood out to me as, like, a good, like, wordplay joke. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, my favorite joke was in that same scene. I think uh, you know what it was. Wait, but it tell was me. The, it was, I forget what the setup is, but just, like, ah, oh, it's a, well, I think it's when he's saying about like, oh, yes, murder me in my sleep. And, oh. uh. I don't want to hear a sound. And he's like, oh, weird sound. And Curly's like, oh, weird sound like this. And oh, he and shakes his <laughs> head violently. And it's, you can know, tell it's a giant like jar of change. And it's timed so well to him shaking. Yeah. And it's so quick that it I was just like in shock. It was so funny.
1: Yeah. That part, stuff like that, that's so funny mm-hmm. because it's like, there's no like reason for yeah. it to be there. And they just did it. And it's so yeah. funny.
0: And it's pure, like, that's just like pure absurdity. Yeah,
1: it's so good. And, like, I feel like in this movie, <laughs> this is like the most studious way anyone has ever talked about the Three Stooges movie from 2012. But, like, I feel like it honestly is a good blend of like classic slapstick and mm-hmm. kind of fast paced, like, um, screwball mm-hmm. kind of dialogue, um, with, um, more like 2012 type comedy or like mm-hmm. more like 2000s type comedy to be more accurate mm-hmm. because like there's the scene where they like they have like a gunfight but it's with like baby P. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and like that scene like would never have been in the original three stooges it would have mm-hmm. been in a 2005 you know comedy pg like a Will comedy. Ferrell comedy yeah but like it i feel like even though like something like that sounds really stupid mm-hmm. like the fact that they go to the extremes that they do where like mo Catches Curly, I think, and he's like, he's like, all right, drop him, and like, and he puts the baby on the ground. And he's like, kick it over here, and the baby slides across the ground. Like, it's so funny, and they're also dressed like nurses at the time. Oh uh, yeah, they kidnap, they beat up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, when they that was insane. They followed nurse, uh, two nurses and a doctor into the break room, mm. and then you hear this. They go in. It sounds like they're beating them up, <laughs> and then, um, uh, uh, what is it? Larry opens the door, Uh and he's, like, crawling out, and the nurse drags him back in, beating him up.
1: And somehow they still prevail. Mm -hmm. Also good for them, I feel like the obvious choice would be to make Moe the doctor because he's kind of the Mm -hmm. ringleader, but it's Larry's the doctor and Moe and Curly are nurses. (laughs) And and that's another great joke is when um, Curly is dressed as a nurse and the um, receptionist starts hitting on him at the the hospital – and then he comes back. They're trying to do something, and he comes back over to Mo and, and Larry to report his m- mission if it was successful or not. <laughs> trying to figure out where, what, r- what room uh, the injured man is in. Matt, they're trying to murder. That they're trying to murder, <laughs> and uh, and so he comes back to Mo, and he says, uh, and Mo says, "All right, how'd you make out?" And, and <laughs> he's supposed to go on a date with the receptionist, and he goes, "I guess we'll find out on Saturday." <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> um, All right, we should probably jump back to.
0: We can't just be naming jokes. Yeah, jokes, jokes we like. But yeah, so the movie starts. Mm-hmm. It gives an origin to the Three Stooges. Yeah. The first person we see on screen is Larry David
1: as a nun. As a nun, Sister Mangala.
0: <laughs> first person we see is Larry David. They show up. We see. You know, they get dropped off at an orphanage. They get thrown together. I was going to ask, like, because they say later that they just, like, they don't, they're not siblings. But it seems like oh, they yeah. would be. Yeah. Since they're,
1: they're thrown together from a car. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Unless they're, like, kidnap victims yeah. or something. You've got to dispose of these kids. <laughs> or if you really wanted to be crazy, since they seem to operate uh, with different powers to everyone else, <laughs> they could be, like, um... Uh, like you know, Hercules sent to Earth, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I like to gods. think that
0: they're the old gods that rose <laughs> at the end of at the end
1: of uh, Captain in the Woods. They are the old gods of comedy, I'll yeah. say. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I actually really like when they're in like the, they're swaddled in the like in, in, in a burlap bag, sack, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as um, uh, Larry David opens it, one of them goes Boop, and pop and yeah, him like, in the eye, two
0: eye poke. <laughs> it's so funny. And then, but then we, we flash forward like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So they're like Topical. 10, 11 years. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, they do it too. And um, and there are like 10 or 11 living at the orphanage causing, causing hell. Uh-huh. And uh, with the wonderful surprise of the actors who play I know. the Three Stooges. Because uh, not only... I don't know who plays young Larry. Larry. I don't think I recognized him. Yeah. But Young Mo is the actor from Booksmart. Uh huh. And he was recently in Licorice Pizza. His name is Skylar Gizondo or Gizando.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: he's I <laughs> I know him because I know you've told me you were writing a movie uh-huh. and had him in mind for yeah for roles. Now, but that so then, family shows up. Oh, yeah. A uh, nice family show up to the orphanage, and the nuns are sick and tired of them. <laughs> so they hide all the other kids away and just present the three stooges to adopt. But another kid shows up Teddy. 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 Usurper. Yeah. Interloper. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they <laughs> go through, they decide not to pick this. They make it seem like they're not going to pick any of the stooges. Uh-huh. And then the dad tells Teddy, you know, I want you to. Tell your good friend Mo that they <laughs> Mo asks them if they can take home his they, I thought he was gonna say his brothers, but it's just his friends. Yeah. And, his pals. And and they decide, you know, we we really can't split them up. And so he, and so then they drop Mo off and pick Teddy up instead. <laughs> and Mo was
1: screaming at them telling, I can
0: i like I can live without him.
1: Yeah. Which I think like it's a funny it's a funny gag. And then mm. like like i don't know call me crazy i think i like legitimately felt the heart of it yeah. later on when it ends up becoming like um the low point kind of yeah. which i don't know if that's jumping ahead too much but like we can jump ahead to it yeah but what happens at our film's low point <laughs> um is that um,
0: they all go their separate ways Yeah, they
1: fight and they all they all turn on mo and they say cuz so to explain mo tells them they go why would you come back when um then the parents drop him off, and he says, oh, they wanted me to clean the pool and the, and squeegee the tennis courts. And eat my vegetables. Yeah, and he was like, ah, that's not the life for me. And then he says, now let's go start a brush fire and whiz it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, uh, so they go on their whole lives believing that Mo turned down riches and fame mm-hmm. because he wanted to be lazy, and with them... And so then later on, they all turned their back on Mo and they said, "Oh, if you had a little more like gumption and work mm-hmm. ethic, we you wouldn't have made in it. the
0: situation we're in." You yeah, made it.
1: and um, and they, but he never told them the real reason. And so they turn on, and it's so sad because they turn on Mo, effectively their brother. I, mm. I felt like they were Basically brothers. brothers. Yeah. I'm sorry,
0: yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just go ahead and make them brothers. I
1: agree, especially because like it's directed by two brothers. I yeah. felt like I felt that love in it, um, mm-hmm. but. um um they so they go to the dad and they're like we need money to save the orphanage and they're like we're not we're not uh bums like our brother Mo mm. and he's like, I never thought Mo was lazy and they, the truth comes out and it's like a sweet moment of like mm-hmm. oh like he the whole time he did it all for them and I was like for a That's stupid good. like cartoon movie it was like legitimately sweet I think Cause
0: I don't, I haven't seen much Three Stooges. I remember watching some like around the time the movie came out, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think they ever really had like a. They never didn't, didn't have an emotional yeah. hook to it. So I think like to give them some sort of emotional hook. I think that was a good good part. Yeah, because I feel like I in my memory like I was like oh they have to have their low point where they mm-hmm. break up and. But watching it this time, I was like, it works. Yeah. It works generally, generally pretty well for them. Yeah.
1: I really liked it because I, I think you f- probably feel the same way where it's like you watch so many movies, you understand the yeah. the format. And sometimes it can feel like, a you know, you're a slog to be like, okay, here comes the low point. But mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like I've had so much fun with these characters that I don't want them to split yeah. up. i like, um, and luckily, <laughs> luckily for us, they don't stay split up for long. Thank God. <laughs> 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 but, um. Let, let's
0: jump back a little bit to yeah. the, the story. yeah, Because then we jump forward ahead like 25 more years, so they're you know, 35 uh-huh. at this point, and they're still living at the orphanage, they're kind of working as like the repairmen, uh-huh. and getting up to some wacky hijinks. Yeah. As you mentioned, they try to fix the, the, the bell of the orphanage, and then it... Well, they pull the "Don't Do Not Remove," but they think it's "Donut Remove," <laughs> and uh, the bell falls and hits Larry David Nunn in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they get the news that the the orphanage has to close. Very much a ripoff of Blues
1: Brothers. I thought the same thing, mm-hmm. and we were literally sitting under a Blues Brothers poster as we watched. We were, watched yeah, movie. the
0: Blues Brothers in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were crying in disgust. <laughs> but yeah, they have to get three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Eight hundred and thirty. I got it mixed up. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> but uh, eight hundred thirty thousand dollars. We're gonna save the orphanage. <laughs> Which I was like, can can an orphanage go under? I guess they just get financial assistance from, like, the church. Oh, since yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess it can happen since it happened both this and Blues yeah. Brothers.
1: Wow. What a world we live in where, where orphanages have to struggle to make yeah. their own money. <laughs> make ends meet. Yeah. But uh, it was weird.
0: What do you think of, like, the kids in the orphanage kind of stuff? Because there's –
1: what's his name? Moif. <laughs> oh, yeah. Merv. <Murph>. <laughs> and Peaser. Pizza.
0: What do you think Weezer. of them?
1: I don't know if I. I thought that they were. <laughs> the The good Lord have mercy on those kids. Yeah. I think they were probably the weakest part.
0: Yeah, I'd agree.
1: But, like, they also didn't have a lot to work with.
0: It was very. It felt like they came in in one scene and were just like, oh, you love us. Uh-huh. And then they left yeah. the whole movie.
1: Yeah, like I don't like that. There's more to her character than mm-hmm. just that. And I know Sofia Vergara in real life has done a lot to be like, you know, I'm not just the, the,
0: the, the quote-unquote spicy Latina. Exactly. Kind of right.
1: Yeah. Which I want to make it clear, I think she's great in this movie. <laughs> I didn't mean to reduce her to just being a pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is very pretty, but she also I think is genuinely mm. a great villain.
2: <laughs>
0: ah. I don't know, I think I. I think you could've gotten a little, I don't know if I would've seen her in this part. I think they got her cause, I think they may have gotten her cause she's pretty lady.
1: <laughs> that's fair, but I think like she did her damnedest. Yeah, and, like, I'd say. She was uh, having fun, I guess. Yeah, and I like that, cause I feel like um, it's kind of one of those things that's like a blend of the old comedy with the new. Yeah. Like Cause it makes sense that Larry David's in this movie, like, cause <laughs> he's like a big comedy guy. And like, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like Mel Brooks would be in this. <laughs> Uh, Sofia Vergara is more like the new world, like modern family, mm-hmm. 2000s comedy. Um, so I feel like it, it made sense that she was in it. It, like, it felt like uh, for that time, it was like, yeah, it makes perfect sense that she's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, will,
0: I will blame this movie, though, because I had like a ne- kind of a negative connotation with Sofia Vergara for a while. I'm just <laughs> kind of associating with her. Oh, she just comes in and screams. Oh, and yeah. It's like, ah, I'm Spanish, ah. <laughs> Which, you know, no disrespect to her, because then... I saw the movie Chef, and yeah. I saw the movie like three times in theaters. Uh-huh. I, I love Chef.
1: I forgot she was in that.
0: She she's in it, and she's so good in it, and because mm. she's given a, she's able to play like a real person yeah. and not just like a screaming, yeah. screaming person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this she's definitely a cartoon character, but mm-hmm. I think she, it's kind of interesting oh, that she's like. I want the, to kill my husband. <laughs> the femme fatale. Yeah. Also, I think it's just incredible that they were like, what do we do with the Three Stooges? And they were like, make them Hitman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do love that because, like, we never mentioned the movies kind of segmented chapters. Mm-hmm. They have, like, so sort of, it's kind of like classic Three Stooges, like. Title cards because mm. after they leave the orphanage, we get another title card, and then we just cut straight into Sophia Vergara and her boyfriend <laughs> in a hotel room. Just like, oh, we're gonna kill my husband. <laughs> it's like such a straight kind of like yeah. cut into action. <laughs> and because then I love that they just look out on the street and they see the three students with a sign of, we'll work, we'll do anything for $830,000, <laughs> and they decide, yep. They're the
1: ones. Yeah, those are our guys. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure they could find a cheaper Hitman.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know the going rights for Hitman. Oh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, no, no comment.
0: <laughs> well, I know a guy.
1: Yeah, you get the friends and family discount. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> there
0: was a, but yeah. And yeah, we get that scene where they talk with them on the street and we get both jokes, the gentleman joke and the coin shaking Mm -hmm. head joke. And then they try and make him believe that, oh yes, I'm her husband and I'm terminally ill. You need to kill me, but do it at night in the dark. Uh And then they decide to just try and kill him right then and there. (laughs) They throw him in front of a a street sweeper Uh and he gets shot into another Another part and hit another car and then up someone with a pogo stick jumps by. Oh, and the bow and the arrow. arrow.
1: Yeah. From like ten minutes yeah. earlier.
0: Larry's just walking by and finds a, a, a you know, your common run-of-the-mill <laughs> bow and arrow display on the street outside a sporting goods store. And he just shoots an arrow up in the air and then leaves. Yeah. And ten minutes later it hits <laughs> hits Mac in the leg. <laughs>
1: I also, the character of Mac was interesting Mm -hmm. uh, because he was kind of a nothing character, to be honest. But I kept thinking, I was like, man. Uh, I was like, "This is the guy that Sofia Vergara is leaving her husband for," yeah. and so I kept thinking. I thought the joke because I didn't remember the reveal of who her husband I was. Did, yeah, I did
0: not remember that
1: at and, all. And Colin can attest, I literally went, <gasps> oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> "You, you're dr- Oh wait, no, I knew that. I didn't know the end twist. Yeah. With them. I knew that it was. Uh, it was gonna be hit. I couldn't remember if it was she was gonna be." Uh, Teddy's wife or if she was like his new stepmom who was like really young which I mean kind of not to jump ahead but that's that's revealed Uh but yeah your job
1: yeah I was like it makes perfect sense (laughs) like there were there were two moments in this movie where I was like wow they set this up perfectly and it was the reveal that Teddy is the real husband of Sophie so the one who she wants to kill is Teddy Mm -hmm. the orphan who stole most spot (sighs) uh, all grown up um and, uh, and then the other reveal that got me is that when we find out that the orphanage is going to close, uh, Larry David is like, we should tell those nimwits that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and they're like, no, we couldn't possibly do that, Jane Lynch says. And uh, then I kind of forgot about it. And then it's revealed later that the whole reason they need $830,000 is because the insurance won't uh, – won't cover them because of so many stupid <laughs> cartoon accidents happening on the premises, and I was like, "That's genius! It's all their fault! Like that adds to the whole thing, and it fits in the world." Like I genuinely was like, "This, what a carefully <laughs> plotted and crafted film! <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a perfect film! <laughs> what a picture!" That's why I, I gave this sucker four stars on my letterbox. <laughs> uh,
0: I was with friends last night, and they were just scrolling letterbox, and like.
1: Who the fuck gave <laughs> the three stooges four stars? I like one for each stooge, baby.
2: <laughs>
0: you wanna you wanna count that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, comment, you're on <laughs> uh, That that was what definitely would have been a sequel if they made a sequel to this. It would have been in the
1: four stooges. Oh yeah. With Teddy? Would he become one? I
0: don't know about Teddy. I'll say Pizar- Teddy. <laughs> Ted <laughs> Pizer and Weezer, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they would have got they would have gotten a fourth dude. Yeah, it would have been played by Eddie
1: Murphy. <laughs> actually, in not to be too much of a nerd, but mm-hmm. there actually was a fourth dude in the black hear and about white this, days yeah. named I think his name was Shimp. and my dad <laughs> always was like, "Hey, it wasn't good once Shimp came." Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad talks. Like, Ay, yeah. Ay. That sounds <laughs> like in uh, the
0: Simpsons when they. In- but yeah, what do you think? What do you think of the fact that just we mentioned it, but the three sujes' main goal in this movie is to kill a man, <laughs> and not,
1: they don't realize. I could see like some people being like, "What is this? This is so weird. This isn't mm-hmm. a kids' movie." But I think it's really funny and mm-hmm. and weird, and I like that they did it.
0: <laughs> it makes it very funny in our age now. Yeah, like, they, they throw a stick of dynamite in his body cast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a part where they find the empty body cast, but we saw him slink inside. (laughs) Oh, he's turtling.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did mention there's a scene before they get to that where they have a shoot-off with babies peeing. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. I uh, I was not crazy about that scene. That felt kind of like, that didn't feel like that'd be in, like, regular three stories. That felt more like a... Like oh, kids love pee jokes, mm-hmm. pee and poop, fart, <laughs> diarrhea. <Diabia. laughs> yeah. uh. But I it was funny when it became like a western and that. Yeah. But we didn't mention about like all those babies because they're real babies. Yeah. Like ten, y- you know, came out 2012, So they're probably at least like. 10 or 11 now. Yeah. I wonder what, I hope hope they're okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> I hope they've seen the film. I wonder if, I wonder if they have a support group <laughs> that they call <laughs> the go-to, the Three Suge's Babies. <laughs> we had to contact in the,
0: <laughs> the, the baby. If you were a baby <laughs> in the Three Suge's movie from 2012, contact us. We'll get
1: you on the show. <laughs> if you were a pee gun, <laughs> <laughs> a pistol, if you will. <laughs> How do you feel about your pee being seen on camera? <laughs> In front of millions, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny too the way they do it because uh, I feel like a lesser film than this would um, you know, just have them be holding like, uh, like swaddled blanket or yeah. something, or, like, a very obviously dummy, like, pair of legs yeah. or something. But this is them holding actual babies with the pee coming from just below camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's they so funny. A, I could
0: tell uh, just from knowing, like, how how they do production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's the first shot when, like, Kurt, because Curly gets brought in, and the thing is a nurse, and it's like, oh, change all the diapers. And because the shot you see of the baby, you just see the hands. And I was like, that's definitely, like um, like, that baby's dad. Or something like that, because mm-hmm. I think there was something in, like The Walking Dead, because like there's like the the baby on that show, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing like a behind the scenes thing, and there- but so then we get to. Uh, they escape the hospital because being pursued by all the cops. Uh, <laughs> there was that amazing part where they jump off the roof of the. The roof of the hospital connected to a fire hose, very much like Die Hard, and yeah. then it comes loose immediately, and they land on an awning and bounce off, and it's the most obvious dummies. <laughs> yes. But that makes it funnier. <laughs> yeah, there
1: were like a there were a couple moments where they were like definitely dummies transitioning uh, into real people, mm-hmm. uh, and that one was super obvious. Yeah, it, was, it like, was so funny. I think you can one. see Larry's like dummy face like yeah. at one point. <laughs> um. But there was like there was one where they go over a fence and like just collapse full force and mm-hmm. then get up and start running. Yeah. And I was like, they're definitely dummies because uh, they like fly over, land, and then morph into the real actors. Yeah. But they did it like pretty seamlessly. Yeah, they did pretty well. Yeah.
0: I I did feel like at the start of the movie I I was kind of uh, the way the movie was shot was kind of irritating to me. I mm. think there was some stuff when you see them as kids that. They had, like, normal speed footage, and then in post, like, sped it up really fast to, like, have the physical comedy, because, you know, maybe the kids don't, like, have the, the yeah. choreography down super well, but... Uh-huh. And they did that a little bit at the beginning, but then, like, as it went on, like, like the jokes started to get a lot funnier for me. Yeah. And just the... It was landing a lot more. I feel like the way they were shooting it was a lot a lot more effective.
1: Yeah. That's really interesting, because, like, I feel like when they were kids, part of mm-hmm. me was like... Man, I wish this whole movie was like Three Stooges kids, <laughs> and then it, uh, when they became adults, I was like, actually, never mind, this is good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's super interesting. I yeah, I, I there was some stuff they did where they like changed the speed mm-hmm. to f- try to make it look like yeah. old timey footage. Yeah, I that kind of undercrank. Yeah, like, which I liked. Like I liked it in the very end too when they ride into the sunset. It's got that yeah. weird undercrank.
0: <laughs> but uh, so they escape, and then they have their bit. They duck into a dark room. And they have their big blow-up fight that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And that scene, I agree, that was genuinely effective. And yeah, I, I think because they had, I think it was the, may have been the rule of threes, because they had, I think, two scenes before where they're doing, like, the, the bit about poking the eyes and blocking it. Uh. But this just, like, it took it to another level to the point where, like, it wasn't as funny for them. Like, you could tell they were genuinely angry yeah. at each other. And so I think that scene, like, did work yeah. really well. Just a
1: big surprise for me. Yeah. I really liked all the emotional stuff, with the exception of those damn orphans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those orphans were definitely shoehorned. Yeah. These are in Moif. Also when Moif first showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and they were like, Oh hiya Moif. and like and there was like a girl voice coming from the window. I Hi was guys. like I was like, I just know this is gonna be Chloe Grace Moretz. And then it was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What a role for Louis yeah. Reds. In, in that time, are you kidding?" Mm-hmm.
0: Damn, he's, he's getting work. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. Oh, he's oh god, he's been he's been on a lot of Family Guy. He's done like
1: twenty episodes of. <laughs> this is crazy. than the time I uh, found Pizza at the orphanage.
2: <laughs> did, you,
0: did you watch The Strain?
1: Yeah, <gasps> that's I, it. You know, I the- watched <laughs> The Strain. Yeah. I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He's in 33 episodes. Yeah. I think he was
1: the main kid in that.
0: Zach Goodweather. Yeah. The main guy's son. There we go. We never. Oh, he was in the Angry Birds movie too. As (laughs) he says, Bobby Bird, but I read as Booby
2: Bird.
1: (laughs) Freaking sweet Lois. (laughs) in a strain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Peter! Just another strain.
1: Stop talking about pizza, fat man. <laughs>
0: hey, Peter, I think I think you might want to run away from that strain. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> oh, I already got the strain. <laughs>
1: well, we've reached the uh, family guy voices portion of the
0: show. This is staying in. This is staying in. <laughs> but yeah, so they break up. Mo- they realize that they've actually been having their big blow-up in a black box theater in front of the Jersey Shore producers, (laughs) who we were wondering who the main producer was because he looked really familiar, and Uh he's the Old Spice guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Which was very funny.
1: Another uh, handsome lad. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, they go to the zoo, which that is the weirdest joke. Two of the weirdest jokes I wrote down. when, um, Because... Larry and Curly are at the zoo, and they've established that there's this angry lion
2: yeah.
0: at the zoo. And uh, Sophia Vergara and Mac go to try and kill him because we know they're witnesses. Mm-hmm. And um, and <laughs> Mac actually gets put into he's she's helping him climb over, mm-hmm. and as he does, his foot steps on her breast, and there's a foghorn <laughs> sound effect.
1: I definitely I made that note
0: as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a foghorn subject, <laughs> but then he gets dropped into, uh oh, the lion exhibit, uh-huh. and then he's, but the lion's on a ki- on a on a chain, and so he starts like antagonizing it, and then, oh yeah. Meanwhile, Larry and Curly throw a peanut into a dolphin's blowhole. Yeah, <laughs> and then the dolphin. Oh yeah, there's a part where they try to give the dolphin like uh, the Heimlich maneuver, and its eyes are like popping out. That was horrifying. Yeah.
1: All the animal stuff is just odd.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> then they, the, the peanut goes flying out and it flies across the zoo and it, it hits the lion
1: directly in the balls. Which you see. You see the balls. <laughs> you see that lion's balls. And then you see a, it's a close-up of the lion's eyes and one of the like vessels
2: fractures.
0: Oh my God. That was horrifying. <laughs> uh, have you seen the movie Old Dogs with Robin Williams and John Travolta? Mm-mm. That has a very similar scene to this. Uh, there's a the whole climax is at a, at a zoo and they end, they actually get into the gorilla enclosure oh. and Seth Green ends up getting cop I think there's an after credit scene and it's just the gorilla holding Seth Green and is making Seth Green sing to it.
1: <laughs> I must but, have heard about that because while I was watching this movie I kept thinking it was going to be the gorilla. Yeah. So maybe I mm. heard about that down the I think the that was a part. big
0: uh, big marketing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, they, they're at the zoo. They find out Joe's on the Jersey Shore. They, I don't know. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets kind of foggy. It's a lot of plot details. Yeah. They go to the, the law firm of the guy who adopted Teddy. Amazing. And, they, and it's a great joke that I definitely did not notice <laughs> it when watching as a kid, because they go to, they they're like, which law firm? And there's one called uh, Ditcher Quicker and <laughs> or Ditcher uh, Ditcher Quitter and Hide. <laughs> uh, one of the other
1: ones. Sort of. uh, the main one that they go to is uh, is the guy that they're trying to find his name is Mr. Harter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's belongs to the law office of Kick'em Harder and Indigroin. The <laughs> they do
0: So then they're like, they realize the truth that Sophia Vergara Oh yeah, because when they're at the law office, they realize that Sofia Vergara is Teddy's wife and that she's trying to murder him. It's mm-hmm. so, like we need to get Mo and save Teddy. And they go, they go to his big birthday birthday celebration mm-hmm. at his mansion. And oh boy, do some hijinks ensue. In-
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, they uh, they come in dressed as the balloon men because they can't get in otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then promptly give all their balloons to a little girl who starts floating <laughs> away. away. And then the, we uh, literally—you see a shotgun over the the uh, over the outdoor fireplace yeah. in the back, and both of us were like, "That better come into play." Yeah. And then they go, "Look a balloon, popper. <laughs> and they're like, "Are you crazy? Don't you know anything about gun safety? You can't shoot that little girl!" And then shoot they the act- gr- they accidentally like, "Oh, then no, that's what happens." As he goes to. Uh, bop one of the other stooges with the gun, and but then, then it goes off and shoots the balloons down. Shoots the balloons and the girl falls into the, the cake and yeah. there's a French chef who's oh no, my yeah. cake. And then she goes, that was awesome. Because like, yeah. I feel like every movie back every in the day. Every movie. That, some,
0: <laughs> that was definitely in all the Diary of Wimpy Kids. Yeah,
1: someone would like eat shit off a pogo stick and then be like, can we do that? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my uh, gosh. But yeah, so then we find
0: out Teddy realized that Sofia Vergara was trying to kill him, but then uh, his dad comes in with a gun, and <gasps> they're like, Dad, you're here to save us. And then you realize that Sofia Vergara wanted to kill Teddy so she could be with his dad.
1: Yeah, which makes way more sense because the dad is better looking than Mac oh, and his
0: son. <laughs> daf- daf-
1: both of them, definitely. Because <laughs> I kept pull. thinking, I was like, why would she ever leave Teddy for this guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one?
0: <laughs> The one thing that's interesting, because then like they take him in a car, they 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 say they're gonna go murder him, but then the car drives off into into a lake, and they all have to. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, oh yeah. Oh, curly, they're about to drown, and Curly farts in the last <laughs> gasp of air they all have, and lo, Mo, I do like uh They're like, oh, uh, oh, do we have any? How many thing? And he fire, and Larry's like, Uh, oh, all I have are these waterproof <laughs> matches. <laughs> and then he lights it, explodes, they all get out. Yeah. The cops come, they arrest Sofia Vergara and the dad and Mac. And then they're like, oh, Teddy, you have all this money. You can save the orphanage. And then he just, or he's like, I can do anything for y'all. And they ask him for the money, and he says, no. <laughs> Which, he's very right, like, yeah. he's... The people, the the nuns gave him to a sadistic murderer who yeah. slept with his wife and and tried to murder him. That's like, true. And he said like his life was hell like growing up. Yeah, he got shipped off to a military school, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's like, I can't s- support those women. Like I love those kids, and like he's so right. Mm. But then the, they just don't address that again because then <laughs> they have to have the happy orphans and the happy orphans true. and true.
1: And, I mean, you could say that it was an accident that they sent him off, but they should have mm. done a better, like, background check. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess it's like, oh, they're well off. They have, you know, they, they have money. Mm. They seem nice enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it did seem like, oh, they're coming by. Line up the kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then it ends up happy ending mm-hmm. that, um, which is what I actually, as I was watching it, I was like, I was like he's got to be making bank. The nuns versus nitwits. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. it. Yeah. At an orphanage, I guess. Yeah. And Pizer is reunited
0: with Weezer. <laughs> I don't even think we said that. It's such an afterthought about like, yeah. oh yeah, my brother was adopt or he got sent to a foster home. Uh-huh. I think that's because the the threat is like, oh, if the orphanage closes, they have to go to a, a fo- they have to go to foster home, uh-huh. which I guess are all horrible. Yeah,
1: but. I think it's Moif who says. Uh, But yeah, oh
0: and we can't forget the the very one very 2012 music choice. Oh yeah when they it's when they they decide they're gonna leave to save the orphanage and when they return to the orphanage and it plays that that song that no one knows the title of. Take me to your best friend's house. Oh yeah.
1: And it is so that is the most 2012 song absolutely had. The whole the music choices throughout this movie were strange. Yeah, like sometimes it would be like kind of, you know, seemed like they were trying to do something more fitting with some like kind of jazzy stuff, mm-hmm. or like a kind of um, what do you call that ragtime? Yeah. But then it's just like a lot of weird uh, uh, mm. like 2012 music, very strange. Mm. That to me feels like uh, uh, the studio or whoever was like. Uh, we gotta put some bops in here. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the Farley brothers weren't like, "Let me get that show-stopping crowd <laughs> yeah. pleaser in my,
0: here." Yeah, the my classic Three Stooges music <laughs> came <laughs> to your best friend's house. So that was that was a big shock for me. But so then they're at they're at the orphanage. It's now completely redone, super nice, as a swimming pool and tennis courts, and everything, uh, mini golf course, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Teddy has now arrived with his new wife, I guess. Oh yeah. Who like they kind of set up as like the
1: dad's receptionist, but uh-huh. in like one scene. But <laughs> she literally just goes, "Oh, that's Teddy's wife. Whoever, she's one lucky lady." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she talks like Velma. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, the,
0: the nun, who, who's Jane Lynch, who I don't even think we mentioned. Oh, yeah. Who is pretty funny in the movie. Uh-huh. But she says, like, gather around, children. I have wonderful news. The the Lord in all his wisdom has decided to leave Teddy's new wife, Baron. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so that now they're here to adopt a child. And they adopt They adopt Murph, they adopt Peaser, Weezer.
1: and they adopt Weezer. Uh-huh. They already sprung Weezer from the foster home. Yeah. Uh, and I think, too, I think the, the stew just tried to put themselves up. Oh, yeah, they do because like they're used to it. 30 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think 35, by the math in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they look a lot older than that. <laughs> yeah,
0: what a Wait. banger. And then, what, why do they run off? Oh, the, is it they knock, they knock Larry David Nunn into the pool or something? Why do they run off at the end?
1: Oh yeah, why do they run off at the end? Sorry, I was leaning away from them. Yeah, I
0: think they do. Just they they knock over the diving yeah, board. Yeah, they and, do. And, uh, Larry David, and so yeah. they they run away. They jump. They comedically jump over a tall hedge and land on horses perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's a funny visual of them just like flying in and then stopping. Yeah, on the horse.
1: And then they gallop off at strange old timey speed. Mm. Um, but oh, but then we get that message from the Fairly Brothers. Yeah, so good. I genuinely really like that. Like, I know that's like a joke for no one, but <laughs> I think it's
0: so funny. I like that. It's definitely it's it's the most dry part of the movie. Yeah, you know, just like
1: kids don't kill each other. Mm-hmm. I was actually just watching. Uh, I was fig- trying to find a way to plug this. <laughs> I, I watched a movie last night called The Great Yokai War <laughs> at Weird Wednesday at the Draft House, and. Um, it's by my shout beloved. Out Alamo Draft House. Yeah, shout out one Spon- time. Sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> it by my beloved Takashi Mike. and uh, there's a part where like all these fantastical, uh, folk- Japanese folklore creatures are fly- are literally holding onto the wing of like a jetliner mm-hmm. and soaring <laughs> through the air, and then it freeze frames on like this really unflattering image, and then says, "Don't try this at home, kids." <laughs> That's like a one third batting average. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit better. Um, but yeah, so I guess wrapping up. Wrapping
0: up the Three Stooges, what do you think? What do you think this film's legacy?
1: <laughs> well, I think not enough, frankly, because <laughs> I feel like no one remembers this movie or talks about it really. Mm. Um, I feel like even like I listen to you know uh, uh, film podcasts every now and then, and I feel like none of them ever bring it up. Mm. Um, and and I like didn't even really think about it besides to quote my favorite, her face rings a bell joke. <laughs> um, and so, like to watch it and genuinely have a really good time was such a surprise. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I legitimately think people should go check this out, and you know, you <laughs> might have a good time like I did. I think
0: this one would, could genuinely be a, a funny watch with a, especially like if you're if you're kind of our age and uh-huh. kind of into that kind of kind of particular kind of humor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just looking at like its box office because it did open better than Cabin in the Woods, uh, but. Overall, in the United States, it made forty-four million uh-huh. on a thirty million dollar budget. And the key for that, well, the key for that, and so worldwide made fifty-four million on a thirty budget. But the key for most things is that movie users typically typically needs to make twice its budget. Yeah. So, not not a huge yeah
1: huge success. It honestly is uh, really surprising that it costs thirty million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, Sofia Vergara. Yeah. I uh, had the Jersey Shore cast. They had <laughs> to get they had to
0: get that reunion in,
1: and they had all of those effects. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, there because there was um, it does feel like kind of there they no one really makes like a you know a thirty million dollar movie anymore. Yeah, think it's always either you know, two million or two hundred million. Yeah,
1: They so they say. The death of the mid budget film. Mm-hmm.
0: So this was you know a mid but it was you know a follow up to, you know a classic comedy routine, but. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't didn't really make it, but I will say on IMDb, still listed is Untitled Three Stooges sequel, yes, <laughs> with the original cast listed. <laughs> ori- yeah, Chris Dia, that's a long name, Dia <laughs> Diamantopoulos. Yeah, was that Mo? Yes, uh, Sean Hayes and Will Sasso. Uh, I imagine this was probably made in like 2011. <laughs> But, yeah, did not do did not do great overall. And, yeah, I think critically it just – people just didn't – people looked at it as, like, kind of the same as people probably looked at, like – because kind of Sonic originally when it came out.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: they see that as, like, oh, it's – you know, you're adapting a video game, but you're making it, like, oh, I'm Sonic. I'm, you know, in the human world, talking with a human. I'm going to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm flossing (laughs) this guy that's like, oh, the Three Stooges. There are some jokes where it's like, oh, they they see an iPhone and they think it's an iPhone. Like, jokes like that, I think, were like, could have just been cut completely. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The strength is definitely the like, um, Mm -hmm. play on words and, uh, and slapstick, Mm -hmm. um, which is what the Three Stooges always had going for them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh I yeah, I maybe I was just in a slap happy kind of yeah. mood, but I legitimately had a great time and I feel like uh, this could become like a fun like watch with your friends mm-hmm. movie um, have a second life.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a, definitely a lot better than even I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. So th- th- see th- that's the purpose of this podcast. like yeah. this stuff I saw as a kid, I assumed it was it was trash. And end up being a lot of fun. Uh-huh. So now that we finished that, look familiar?
1: Actually, yes, I do think <laughs> yeah. I've seen this. Who's the woman?
0: Um, uh, Taylor Schilling. Oh, I don't know her, but that, her that career is... really took off. Yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> those Taylor, at home, I'm if you want to come on, <laughs> Taylor, if you want to come on, we're glad to have you. Jacob yeah. you can punch Jacob in the face for saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. Oh, she Schilling. was a, she was in Argo. <gasps> wow, I same Argo. Here. Wow. I, th- oh, I think I remember her in that. I think she's one of the, like the hostages.
1: Mm. Did we already miss Argo? Or are we going no, to go watch it? Gu- that? No, that's going to come out this year. <laughs> nice. Come out this
0: year. That's, that's best. You know, don't want to give it away, but oh. know, that's best picture this year. But yeah, so we're going to be watching The Lucky One, which is available on Netflix. And yeah. then the other film is a movie I know literally nothing about, but it did good enough to get a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the movie Think Like a Man. What? <laughs> you ever heard of this? <laughs> yeah. Starring Michael E. This is a stacked, stacked poster to stack cast. <laughs> Michael Ely, Regina Hall, Terrence J, Jerry Ferreira, Megan Good, Kevin Hart. Kevin befo- Hart. Before Kevin Hart really popped. Look, he's just there he's yeah. in the bottom corner of the poster. Taraji P. Henson. I saw she I her, yeah. Uh, Romani Malco and Gabrielle Union.
1: Okay.
2: I
0: literally know nothing about it. Let the Mind Games Begin. Is it's this ba- Wait, it's based on a Steve Harvey book? What? It's based on a book written by Steve Harvey. <laughs> what the hell? I think I do remember the sequel to this coming. All right, so that concludes the very first episode. We did it. We did we, it. We talked it. Now I just need to, to edit it and post it and oh, yeah. get it everywhere. Uh, but yes, be sure to smash that like button, uh, <laughs> tickle that subscribe button, <laughs> kick the kick the uh, uh, kick the follow
1: button, on all the socials <laughs> in the throw. And if you are like us and you enjoy. Uh, movies and like talking about them and have friends that like it. Make sure to send this to them because we're just yeah, starting out and we want out. as many people mm. to listen to this as can. Yeah, hopefully you know. Hopefully some people listen. Hopefully we have some some of our good friends
0: listening. I know I've been plugging it to everyone mm-hmm. uh, that we've been talking to. Um,
1: but yeah, you know. I mean, I'm gonna keep doing. It. Jacob, where can
0: where can the good people find you?
1: Oh well, <laughs> you can find me at Jacob Sanger on Twitter. I got my own name, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at Commander and Beef on Instagram <laughs> with underscores in between the words. And I'm also Jacob Sanger on Letterboxd. If you want to see me give more uh, movies like The Three Studios f- four stars, <laughs> <laughs> you can
0: find. Uh, me uh, at c Spalton on Twitter. My name's just Colin with the with the steam coming out the nose emoji, <laughs> and then you can find me on Letterbox. I post a lot on there because mm-hmm. I watch too many movies. Yeah, uh, but you can find me there at CJS Films, and uh, you'll know it because both <laughs> have a uh, Killer Bean as the, <laughs> as the profile.
1: Yeah. Oh, I should say my name. It always throws people off. It's spelled. S-A-E-N-G-E-R. Sanger. <laughs> and mine is spelled S-P-A-L-T-E-N. Not tin, oh. not ton, ten. The number. <laughs> Man, I believe we both have German surnames. We do, we do. <laughs> mm, but <yes>. sus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Yes. Keep watching movies. We'll see you next time when we flashback.
1: (laughs) It's like, woo. (laughs) Woo. There should be like a flashback noise. It's like, (laughs) we (laughs) will watch what we watch.